people don't realise that yet. That we what? sync these podcasts by telling not not jokes. <laughs> and what's how even... would they ever know that? They we don't s- listen to that part of the podcast. I don't, I don't know how like, early you've synced it before. Like, oh, like you fade in normally, don't you? Yeah, I fade in. But I've never faded it in with us syncing our microphones together. Oh no, cause I guess I'd just be kind of embarrassed that one we sync the podcast by telling not not jokes, boys. And also, two, two is the same knock knock yeah, joke. You've every never time. told a new knock knock joke. It's always let us, let us who, let us in. It's cold outside. But that's good enough. Anyway, welcome to episode line. Oh, shit. What? I don't know. Episode 20 something? 29? 20, do you know what bollocks to it? It's 20 summer. Done. Are you going to check I mean, it? I'm double checking because. Oh, God, that damn pride. Fact check yeah. is going to ruin this podcast. I know, yeah. How dare we fact check on a thing called Fact Fiend? It's not, well, it's not Fat This Bean. is Carl's Corner. It's Carl's Corner. Carl can be as incorrect as he wants. Carl can be. The f- oh, oh, man. Is Fact Fiend fact-checked? I don't know. Yeah, sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> I'll do it. Someone else does. Oh, okay. But, like, your articles are fact-checked. Yeah, yeah. And, and then pay- somebody I- else fact-checks the fact-checking? Yes. Okay. Which I find really insulting, but whatever. Like, your editors don't trust your fact-checking. Do you know what the worst bit is? Sometimes I'll hear from, like, Nisha or Brad, oh, I was fact-checking one of your articles or something you said offhand as like an additional fact to make sure we shouldn't cut it out so we don't get like yelled at. And it t- uh, Googled it and the first article that came up was one you wrote. <laughs> I was like, of course it was. That's why I remembered so that fact. I've been fact checking the bullshit fact you've made up. <laughs> okay. And according to the internet, you've said it's correct. What is it? Uh, like just oh, yeah, as you, you. I thought you were going to say what just podcast like, number it is. Oh, what, so- what source confirms this fact that Carl Spewing Carl does. Yeah, that's right. That's um, circular where it counts. Yeah, I was correct. 29. 29. Perfect. Episode 29. Okay, perfect. And for like... Every once in a while it happens. When me and Luke are in the same room. Specifically, Big Wangers HQ, which has been under a lot of stress today. I because mean, Big Wangers in HQ No, hasn't. but we have been surrounded on all sides by <laughs> a large meeting taking place in this office block. But the annoying part is the meeting is for like ITV. So for Americans, like a basically our third biggest television network. Yeah, yeah. And every single part of the building has a sign it saying private like, area, do not come in. Including the toilet <laughs> yeah. or the entrance to my like corridor to get to my office where they're holding like special meetings that we're not allowed in. What would you have done if you just walked up and your own office had that like private <laughs> see people inside private meeting in place? I would just walk straight the fuck in and be like, What are you doing? Get out. Get out of big wangers now. But because we're filming this quite late at night, it's usually we record what afternoon? Like pull a, lot, a lot of time back. lately, yeah, we've um, been recording it in the middle of the day just for sake of convenience and like time, like schedule and stuff while you're in the office. And yeah, and last time, I think the last one we recorded, it was literally about two and a half hours before I got my flight to <laughs> Japan. It? Well, we opened it with how, what time train do I get to my flight? There we go. So, but now we've got a lot more free time. Well, not more free time, but everything's calmed down. The office block is now empty. It's late at night. We've had some food. We've done a lot of recording today, which means that. Ah! Finally, have a fucking drink on this podcast. So I'm going to open yours for you, mate. Here we go. Oh, and there we go. And you have a Westerson cider and I have a Cobra beer. So let's clink that shit. That was a bit lame. Let's do it again. Better. Perfect. And yeah, you should probably open up with like, how's your week been? Because mine was Japan. <laughs> um, so my week's been interesting. So like, um, for anyone that doesn't know on the podcast, I have started um, doing a bit of Bit of a project for you, haven't I, Carl? Oh, you have, yes, yes, yes. Um, so we've been attempting to um, pull me into the Fat Fiend 
Bring you like, into the, yeah. the, the family of Fact Fiend. Plenty of room on these coattails, mate, don't worry. There is. So uh, I've been riding them hard. <laughs> as I always been riding my coattails. Riding out. Carl hard. Yes. Uh, the last week or so. And just been like, you know, figuring out how to get uh, your, your videos like edited and stuff. Uh, yep. Some potential new content on the way. But yeah, well, it's definitely a, on the way. It's just whether or well, not people like it. Is new content on the way to potentially stay? Yes, like fo- the Fat Fiend focuses. Like, yeah, exactly. they were quite a big hit, but we've not been able to record a lot of them recently. So, um, but yeah, so we've just been like working on that, and I've been figuring out how to like edit those properly and stuff. And then, yeah, I've just like come up to Sheffield to, you know, record some stuff with you and get some more. Like, a, a bit of everything done. Basically, yeah, today. It's been an everything week. Because I've been catching up, obviously. For, I've had 10 days yeah. off. You've had, like, basically two weeks off in Japan. So Essentially, like, yes. Come back, and you, in fact, said... It was like, you got back, like, Sunday night. Yes. And I was like, oh, so... When Sunday night at 2am. And yeah. I'll tell that story, because it's, it's fucking unbelievable. Uh, so I messaged Carl. Oh, when are you actually, like, free when you get back? Oh, tomorrow, mate. What? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting straight back on it tomorrow morning. I.e. this morning... Yeah. When you were back. 2am in the morning, you messaged me, <laughs> what are you doing? I've just got back, I'm back in my house, I'm working tomorrow. And I was just like, that is, that is a ballsy move, because most people come back a bit jet-lagged, you know, or trying to get back into routine, maybe take a couple of days off before they go back to what No, Carl Smallwood, back on it. Because I don't like not like, working. five hours later, wakes up and gets back on it. I get angsty when I'm not working, because it um, stresses me out because I'm not using my brain. Oh, okay, yeah. I feel it turn into mush. So he like says, to... sitting here on a sofa drinking. Hey, hey, you still after mind. playing games all day. Hey, you have to be funny. No, we, are, we being, yeah, being comedic is a talent. I say, and I get people laugh at me for this when I say it's really like you, you do feel like you feel drained after recording videos and like, no, you fucking don't. Because they think, oh, it's like it's not hard work. No, it's mentally taxing because you have to it constantly is, yeah. have your mind and you have all those neurons firing to be like make. Um, interesting observations and witty comebacks and stuff like that. And that does wear down on you. And you and, saw it. You've yeah. sat in a recording session. And it, I've both sat in a recording session and, like, obviously recorded, a, like, gameplay with you as well. Yes. And I think, like, I've I've seen the, the taxation on you filming like, a fat theme video. And, you know, after a few, it's like, oh, you know, let's go and, like, sort these ones out. We'll, you know, yeah. do X and Y. A lot of the time, just to give you a bit of a break from like being in front of the camera, being behind those like luminous lights, pointing directly at your eyeballs. Yeah, that's one. One, one light for each eyeball. <laughs> no, no expense spared to fuck my eyesight over at this office. So yeah, it's a, it's one of those of oh okay. In reality, people think oh it's just sitting there and playing a game or sitting there talking to a camera or having a chat. And that's what it is. And that's essentially what I'm it is. I'm not going to say this is the hardest shot. It's no. But, but there is a big difference between me and you playing a game without a microphone in front of us. Yeah. And when we're recording. If you're under constant pressure, you've never got to stop talking. And it does get mentally draining. And mentally draining, I would say it's not as bad as physically draining. So when you are physically knackered, I, you just you can't do it. But at the very least, you can like you can watch TV. You can chill out. Yeah, yeah. But I have days where if I've been writing all day or recording all day, I'll get in. And I can't look at a TV screen. I So I can't do all the things most people would say they do to relax. Yeah, of I course, can't yeah. look at anything. But I can't read a book. I can't look at my phone. I can't watch TV. I can't play video games. Mm-hmm. I can just lie on my bed and just sit there doing nothing or get a shower. Yeah. Or go to the gym. Well, that's the thing is like going to the gym or taking a bath or something like that is something that I've noticed like from only just doing this for maybe a month or so. 
something that can be helpful of like, oh, I've been sitting here staring at a screen for like 10 hours editing a video. I'm just going to go to the gym, take myself away from technology for like an hour. Okay, go to a place where there's lots of bright lights and mirrors everywhere. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but I generally just stick my headphones on and don't notice it. But it's the thing of like, it is a <laughs> thing that affects people, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's exactly. Problem. It's, it's a, a lot nicer than like, Working a job in like a restaurant like I do. But speaking of stressful as balls, we can discuss. So yeah, like, yeah before get we get it. to like what I did in Japan, I need to talk about like um, a couple of things that I know it's over there, and that is that public transport in Japan is fucking top notch. And the reason I mention this is because over in Britain, it is not. It is the opposite. <laughs> it's not. It is bottom notch. Like, yeah. British public transport is notorious. Like in terms of how bad it is, how unreliable it is, and just how expensive it is. Yeah. Because if it was shit and it was cheap, it wouldn't matter. Like you'd be annoying, but you'd be able to understand. If it was expensive and it, but it and was good. Yeah. Well, it's not like triangle, yeah, isn't you it? Complain, you complain about it being costly, but at least you're getting there quick. It's all three. It's, like, it's, it's shit. There's no good part to it. Or yeah. if it was always on time, but it was shit, or it was expensive. Like, it's, it's a triangle. If it's one of the things is good, you don't mind the other two. Yeah, yeah. But it's all fucking three. And then I go to Japan, and everything is like Joe. The you've probably heard the stories. If it's five minutes late, you get a pass from. Oh the train right, okay. Control. They hand you a thing saying the train I, is late. I know that they consider like a, being a couple of minutes off schedule as like not acceptable. And do you know why that is? It's because if you are a minute late in Japan, they take away an hour of your holiday pay. Oh my god. Yeah, so you still work. But they take away an hour, and that's why. If, and if you know the train will arrive at like 9.33 and it will get ex- there exactly 9.37 and yeah. it takes you two minutes to walk and your bus will get you outside your office block at this time. Yeah. If any one of those things is like two minutes late, that throws off your entire morning. So that's why it's an issue. And that's the thing is, in comparison, I used to have um, maybe like a 30-minute commute, 35-minute commute mm-hmm. from my house that I was living with my dad in um, to work. In the city, and it was like, okay, well, I've got to leave about an hour 10, an hour 20 minutes early before my shift, mm-hmm. because I know that there's eight different failure points along the way. And if any one of them goes wrong. And I would say, at least half of the time, a bus didn't show up, a bus was late, something was wrong. Like a- My favourite is when a bus is early, and it doesn't wait for the requisite time it has to, and yeah, it yeah. go in, and you see it go like three minutes before it's supposed yeah, to. yeah. Because the bus driver can't be ass waiting. But yeah, so I, I, a lot of the time, get to work 45 minutes early because I couldn't rely on the public transport. Uh, so let's, um, with that in mind, uh, let's discuss. We'll start, oddly enough, at the end of my trip to Japan. So I think this just encapsulates what I'm talking about when it comes to like, you know, British public transport and why I set off and was so paranoid about setting off at exactly the right time. Yeah, yeah. Last podcast at the start of it. And that is, on my trip back, I accidentally got the dates wrong. And I thought I was going back on Monday. Turns out I was going back on Sunday. So I, on a Saturday, I checked my emails and went, oh shit, I go back tomorrow at 8 a.m. Oh, My right, flight okay. is at 8 a.m. from an airport I've never been to. Oh, God. And I was like panicking to my friend who I went to visit. It's like, what do I do? And I don't worry. But you don't worry. I've got to like, figure out how to get to the airport at 8 a.m. tomorrow. There's a bus. Yeah. So what do you mean there's a bus? Like, I, you can't take a bus to the airport. I went, it's a Japanese bus. <laughs> and they went, all right. And I trusted them. And we got there. And I so woke up at like 6 a.m. I got an Airbnb in the city, walked through to the bus stop, got there, and like you know, got on the bus. The guy said, "Which terminal are you going to?" Showed my my boarding pass. I went, "Oh yeah, I know where that is." Put your bags on, sit on the bus. You get Wi-Fi on the bus. It's air conditioned. It's called like the bus. It's called the airport limousine. 
drives you right to the front of your terminal. No traffic. There's separate lanes for the buses. You go straight in. You oh. get off. The guy gives you your bag. He tells you where you go. He points you to the part of the airport you need to be in. And for that, I paid about £5.20. What? <laughs> exactly. Think about that. I'd have paid like 30 quid for that experience exactly, like in yes. England. To just have everything go smoothly, I'd have like paid an excess amount of money. And I got there and I get to the airport and I had, I think, two connecting flights. So I had yeah. to fly from Osaka Itami Airport to Tokyo Nirati Airport to London Heathrow to, from London Heathrow to Manchester Airport. And you have from, to fly from London to Manchester? Because that was the cheapest way to do it. Oh, right, okay. Because, and so my first flight was with Japan Airways. Yeah. I get in, it flies at 8 o'clock, I board at 7.40, the plane, everyone's boarded by 7.50 because it's Japan and yeah. everyone gets, no one's bustling for the queue, everyone waits their turn, exactly when they go up, get on the plane, fly, hour in the air, done. I've got an hour and a half layover, that's fine. Go in, all right, and who's taking care of this leg of the journey? Well, from now on, it's been handled by British Airways. Oh, God. Immediately, red flag. <laughs> British <laughs> yeah. Airways suck. Okay, I'm sure it'll be fine, I'm in Japan. And I go wait, and it's like, the boarding happens now. And I always do that thing where I wait until all the boarding's finished, and then just go on last, and then just walk straight to your seat. Because I don't get why people queue up yeah, yeah. to, like, you know, do that thing where you're like, uh, 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 walk one step down and get hit by bags, when you can just see that the plane's not taken off yet. See, I had, a, like, a bit of an experience, just to cut you off, of, like, the last few times I've been to an airport, it's, oh, boarding starts now. One minute later, last call for boarding just to get everyone to shit their pants. To get them on. Run to the the, the boarding gate, and you're the first one there. And it's like, well, it's not last boarding, because you haven't started boarding yeah, yet. But they do it sometimes. But they just do it, so everyone gets there immediately. Because I always wait till you've seen, like, Joe, the queue's, like, got four people in it. And yeah. Anyway. Because what's the point in waiting? So anyway, I do that, and I see people queuing up, and I think, well, there's, like, a 40-person queue. It's not going anywhere. That queue's not moving. We've gone past, like, the flight time. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. Another 10 minutes. Like people at the back of the queue start going back to their seats. And go, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. Another 10 minutes go by. Pilot comes out. Fucking pilot. Says, oh yeah, um, hello, this is uh, you know the uh, Nirati airport flight to um, uh, London Heathrow. Uh, just to let you know, we're having a, uh, a little problem. We can't get any fuel on the plane. Uh, this will be addressed, hopefully, in the next 20 minutes. Uh, thank you for your patience. So already, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like... That well, is a cracking start. It is, yes. Another 20 minutes go past, the pilot comes back out. Uh, yeah, it's me, it's your pilot. I'm just uh, giving you an update. We still can't get any fuel on the plane. So that's not an update, is it? That's just a continuation of the previous thing, but I appreciate you doing this. How have they not planned for fuel? He just said apparently the fuel, fuel. The plane would just not take any fuel on board. And I think, okay then. Another 10 minutes, come back and he comes out, oh, it's going to be a two hour delay. I think, fuck's sake. And I, I bet I've got a connecting flight, and my connecting flight was an hour. Oh, so, so already, yeah. Already. So already, I am. Um, if they'd have flown just then, I would have been that close. I would have been able to make it if I ran. Yeah, yeah. Well, this time's like, well, when I go over and I wait in the queue, and this is where Japan starts. Japan stays winning. A lovely Japanese lady mm. took me aside and said, "Okay, Mister Smallwood, don't worry, I'll take care of it." I go, "Okay." Then I hand her my boarding pass, and I go, and she goes, "Here's a voucher to go get some food in the airport." So I do that, and I go into the airport, and I wander around. It's like, oh, what's my voucher for? A thousand yen. Okay. What's every meal store? 1,100 yen. Okay, I've got no money. I've spent I've um, spent every penny I have. What? So I, okay, so I'll walk all the way across the airport to get to like their equivalent of a McDonald's. Yeah. So it's like cheap rice and curry and that sort of thing. 1,000 yen for a meal, perfect. Sat over my meal. I think, oh, that's quite nice. I like, check my phone. Like, take my headphones off, say so something. Oh, the flight to London is now boarding. What? Yeah. I'm all the way on the other end of the airport. 
like do like my Terminator T one thousand across the airport towards my gate. Get up there. <sighs> As I'm walking onto the plane, that same Japanese lady comes up with Mr. Smallwood. Yes, to me. She goes, Oh here, what's this? Oh, I'll put you on a new flight. Oh? Yeah, don't worry, this one flies an hour after your one. Um, also I've checked you in so you don't have to do that at the airport. Our apologies for the delay. Oh, thank you. Japan stays winning. Yeah. Get on exactly. the plane. Get all the way to London Heathrow. Oh, no. No issue so far. Go wait in the queue. Get onto the plane. Put my headphones in. Oh, there's a kid sat behind me kicking my chair. Awesome. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, no word of a fucking lie. A kid kicking my seat. Oh, God. And after about 10 minutes, that his dad says to him, come on, son. There's someone sat in that chair. And he went, oh, okay. So, bear in mind, I said 10 minutes. This is after we're supposed to fly. Another 10 minutes pass. Pilot comes on. Yeah, sorry. We had to reset all the systems on the plane. Oh. I am not joking. This is how it happened. So we sat on the runway for like 20, 30 minutes after that until we flew again. Get to Manchester. I look on my phone as we land. There are two trains from Manchester to Sheffield. The last one is at 11 o'clock at night. The, ne- the next to last one is in five minutes. Where am I? Oh, opposite end of the airport because we had that 20 minute delay. And um, Manchester as well is like... A huge one. It's like three connective terminals connected by roads. It's like, yeah, huge roads, but then the like actual train station is also down another massive road, isn't it? Like Yes, the train station is connected to Terminal 1, but I was in Terminal 3. So I oh, leg right, it, yeah. I get there, and I, as I get to the top of the ramp, I see my train going... Doo. Okay then, I'll go sit down and wait the hour. I've been, I've been waiting oh, all day. God. So I wait the hour, and I get my train. And it's a straight through. It's got two stops. Manchester, Piccadilly, Stockport, Sheffield. I think fucking fantastic. Three stops, an hour train. Done. I'll be home at midnight. Yeah. We get to Stockport, waiting for people to get on the train. We're sat here for about five minutes now. Or maybe we were maybe we ahead of schedule because, you know, it's late at night. There's no one on. Another five minutes. We're not moving, are we? <laughs> no one else is on this train, bear in mind. Like, so, okay, okay. A couple more minutes pass. Tannoy goes, uh, yeah, there's a train. In front of us, there's no one on it. It's just in our way. We don't know what to do. So apparently, like <laughs> some guy who just got out of his train and walked and out. just left it. He just left it. Yeah. He'd broken down and he'd gone to get help, but not told anyone. Oh my god! And he said, oh, it's going to be a 45 minute wait. So I would like to point. I get home at I think one o'clock in the morning, roughly just before then. Oh. And all day I'd not eaten food because I planned on getting in at like eight, nine o'clock at night. So how long was your actual trip? 24 hours travelling. So 24, yeah. That was 24 hours straight. Because obviously you said 8 in the morning, but yeah. that's Japanese time. With the time difference. It was roughly yeah. 20, but we're not done yet because I had not, I turned down all my food on the plane for the last leg of the journey. I ate my beginning meal because yeah. I thought I've got 5 hours of travelling left. I'll be home. I'll order a takeaway because I've got no food in. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a nice takeaway. I'll go to bed at like 11 o'clock. I'll get caught up on all my jet lag and I'll wake up at a decent time. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. Well, no food in. I've not eaten in five, six hours. I order my fucking pizza. 20 minutes later, I get a phone call. Go, oh, thank God, my pizza's here. Oh, Mr. Small, there's a bit of a problem with your delivery. It's going to be another half hour. It's like, oh, no! <laughs> Every single aspect of my journey, once I got away from Chant, was delayed, including my fucking pizza. Oh, my God. And Joe, the worst part is, I remember now, I ate my takeaway... And I left a fork in the box and I've thrown my fork away. <laughs> so now I've got one less fork in my house. It's like, fuck's sake. And I bet you, you have had this like, led up with 
10 days in Japan where every fucking thing went smoothly. Every single thing went smoothly, yes. Yeah. Every single, like, we got a taxi, it was, like, flawless. Every piece of service was phenomenal. It's so cheap. It's, like, a pound to ride the bus. You buy, like, four pounds for a bus pass, but it gets you across an entire city. Yeah. And every bus has got Wi-Fi, and it's, like, immaculately clean, and everyone's so friendly. And then the second you're out of Japan, it's like, fuck up, fuck up, fuck, fuck up, up, fuck up, up, fuck up. And it's like, oh, God. Well, the second you even think about leaving Japan. Yeah. Like, you're still in Tokyo, and like, don't you yeah. think about leaving? British Airways takes over. <laughs> everything immediately just goes to shit. It's like, oh, God damn it. And you know the worst Christ. part is? No single part of my journey was delayed long enough for me to claim compensation. Even though I was delayed by a total oh, of five no. hours on my trip home, because those they were all split across, like, three because different trips. Because each individual... Only delay till. wasn't long enough. So people don't know what I mean there. The rule generally is, if you are delayed for more than three hours at an airport or when you're taking a flight, you're entitled to a percentage of like your flight ticket cost. Yeah, of course, yeah. But mine was delayed for two hours, then an hour, and then my train was delayed for 45 minutes. But because I had an open return and not an actual ticket, I couldn't get refunded for the ticket because cost. Because you're not booking a specific train. So it's not late, you just... But I couldn't book a specific ticket because I because knew my plane would be delayed. If I would have done, I would have been four hours late. I had to buy a ticket anyway. Yeah, I remember like last time I went to uh, France, it was just like, oh, you know, it's an hour flight, so there's not too much to go wrong. But we booked like a, a train like two hours later because it's like if you're booking a train, do not book it within like the hour of land, like it's, meant to yeah. be landing because it's just not going to happen. If there's a massive queue to get out or any number of issues, in and airport. obviously we, you know, had a an hour flight and we landed like 45 minutes later than was expected because it's just what fucking happens I was just oh man it's, uh, the thing is though, just one of those things that happened I've been pissed off at the end of it I was just laughing cause it was, it, because, just a comedy of errors because it just, I just as soon as he got the phone call I thought oh it's my pizza but it's a little bit too quick for this like normal time for this like yeah. delivery place and as soon as I picked it up me just went is there a problem with your delivery is that okay I went yeah, yeah, of course. I'm, there al- is. I'm already <laughs> five hours late than I thought I was. I'm gonna wait. Like you're in too deep at this point. And I got the pizza. And I took like four bites, and I'm like, I don't even want it because I'm so tired. I can't yeah. eat it. So I spent like twelve quid on a fucking pizza I didn't eat. It's like, oh. But anyway, Carl. Yes. Let's get on to the positive oh, part yeah. of your trip. The ten days in Japan. Yeah, it was alright. It's alright. Well, here's the thing. I That's don't, a podcast. Yeah, it was alright. I don't Bye. like like talking about it because it makes it sounds braggartly. And I'm really self-conscious about that sort of thing. So I can talk about like, some aspects of that like, I quite yeah, enjoy. Talk about, like, I don't know, some some things about Japan or in Japan yeah, that cause, you enjoyed. Because I saw a lot of the sites and I like, went out a few times and I think I went to the, the aquarium. So oh, okay. I saw a whale shark. Really big. I was really freaked out as well because I thought I felt really bad for it. Because you, know, you always see that thing about, like, you know, Sea World where the whale is in like a tank that's small in the car park. Oh, yeah, yeah. I felt really bad when I first saw this tank where I saw like some seals and there's a whale shark in one. Oh, no. Then I realised that the building is like six storeys tall. Oh, And the tank goes okay. all the way to the bottom. Yeah. And the tank is basically the size of like five Olympic size swimming pools. Jesus. But it's still like the whale shark did not Yeah, it's happy. still pretty tiny. Especially when you notice that there's a second whale shark. Oh, God. Because it's like went past, it's like the size of a bus. I went, oh, that's pretty big. Then another one came, which is even bigger. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, God. It's like two beefy boys. So, like, to us, that's a big fucking pool, but to them, it's like... Yeah, because they yeah. roam for, like, hundreds of miles. Yeah. So I hope it was okay, but... My only hope is that the whale sharks are so dopey, they don't give a fuck. Hopefully. But, yeah, and there's, like, huge manta rays and stuff in there. And there's a thing with dolphins in. And I felt worse for the dolphins. Because their tank was very deep, but it was very narrow. Oh, so they kept okay. bumping into each other. 
It's like, oh, you feel bad for him because, yeah. like, a, a fish, who gives a fuck? Like, especially like, like a coral reef fish where they spent all the time in one piece of coral yeah, anyway. Yeah. They don't know the difference. But like a big whale shark. So that was kind of cool. And it's the little things that you tend to notice. And I know that's what everyone says. Hmm. But like the things that I think I'm going to miss are just like, I'm guessing, I'm not sure, but do you consider Japan to have a reputation as being a place that's quite expensive? Yeah, I would say so. And I would like to count that by saying it's not actually that expensive. Like, I have only heard that it's expensive from people going to like Tokyo. Yes, like living costs, absolutely yes. In terms of what you would get compared to what you get here. So for like the flat that I'm in, that would be quite expensive in Japan. But the flat that my friend had, which I went to go see, um, it's like a self-contained studio flat, but it costs the equivalent of like $150. So like 120 quid for us. Oh, plus right, okay. So it's tiny, but it is fit for purpose for what you need. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, like there's other things like alcohol is so ridiculously cheap over there because there's only there's a, a flat eight percent tax on everything. Oh, uh, really? So, and there's something that I'm going to miss about Japan, and that is a beer. Oh no, so it's not a beer; it's like a highball. Oh, okay. Which is basically like a whiskey sour or something like that. But I'm not sure exactly what it is. But it was a thing called Strong Zero, which and it says on it nine percent because it's a nine percent alcohol content, like kind of alcoholic drink. Yeah, yeah. That has fifty four calories in it. But, oh wow. They had one that's grape soda flavour. And my favourite flavour of soda is grape soda. So I bought like 10 of them. <laughs> and we're just getting smacked. And you can drink in the street. Oh, okay. So I was just buying them, going into convenience stores and just buying like one can of this like strong zero, like 9% grape soda. <laughs> just getting wasted yeah, in Japan. Down. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay. It's as well, it's one of the safest places on earth. Like the, the chances of anything happening to me are effectively nil. Because I'm quite large and I'm white. Yeah. So no one's going to take the chance of mugging someone who's so recognisable and instantly like, visible to everybody about. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, so that's probably one of the, the things I'll miss the most. It's just a very cheap, plentiful alcohol. And the convenient public transport. Yeah, and the, as well, the convenience, just in terms of there is, and it's something I, I kind of want to be a thing over here, but it's something you know would never exist anywhere but Japan, and it is the overabundance of just vending machines. Oh, yeah, of like course. Every street corner, there will be one or two vending machines that all sell a variety of drinks and stuff like alcohol sometimes, and even sometimes hot coffee or soup. Yeah, yeah. Or even sometimes phone charges and little things like that for about 100 yen. So Which is like a dollar or something. 80 pence, roughly. Yeah. And that's just like a small enough amount to be an impulse buy. Yeah. And when it's ice cold, like, I, like every time I'd walk somewhere, I'd say like, I've got 100 yen in my pocket. I, I kind of, I guess I could go for a can of old like, coffee. Yeah, and yeah. And you get one and just drink the coffee and put it away. And, it's, and there's one every street corner. Mm. So you're constantly like going, if you're thirsty and you've got 100 yen, get I've a just got an image of you at every single Basically, street corner. Yeah, because obviously there's all Just, the oh, new can of Coke, yeah. It's not Coke, but it's more like coffee. No, yeah, and like exactly. The, uh, like flavoured water and things like that. It's obviously just saying Coke for convenience, but you know. So I don't really drink much sugar, but I thought like all the different kinds of coffee that you can get. And like, so they've got Boss Coffee, which is advertised by like Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they've got like really nice like mineral water, like from Mount Fuji. Like, yes, I want to drink some Mount Fuji water <laughs> just to try it, but it's just on the cusp of being like an impulse because it's so cheap. Yeah, yeah. And I realised that could never exist in the UK because every single one would be vandalised. Everyone would be broken into yeah, at night, and all the money would be taken. Yeah. But in Japan, like they're in people's front garden. Yeah. Like yeah. people's front garden just have vending machines, and you can just walk in and get like a can of soda or something. I've just got this image now. Uh, uh, you go into every street buying a coffee, but then every time you have one coffee, you have like that um, 
the alcoholic drink as well. So <laughs> you're just constantly it. counteracting every every other drink, one's coffee, one's alcohol. I wasn't doing it like every day, but like when I go for like my morning breakfast, I've got like a convenience store, and every convenience store in Japan that I visit at least sells fried chicken. Oh my god. So you go in to get like so every morning I go buy a big bottle of water for the day. Yeah. And I get a big bottle of water and like an ongiri, so like a rice ball or something like that, or like a sandwich or like a little bento box. Yeah. And yeah. the bento boxes are basically like the kind of things you see here, like wagamamas mm. for like 20 quid for like, th- like 300 yen. It's oh like the cost of a meal deal for this like, and they, <laughs> and they warm it up for you and give you chopsticks. Yeah. And then I get that and then I get like a big bottle of water and a coffee and a piece of fried chicken. It costs a fiver. That's so And that's weird. my food for a day. I'm like, oh, okay then. Fair enough. Yeah. So if you're going out for nice meals, you can spend some money, but just so where about did you go in Japan? I went originally um, went to Osaka. Okay. No, sorry, I went to Kyoto at first, and then my friend lives in Osaka, so I went back with them and stayed in a place near Osaka, and they like took me to the city because I oh, worked as a nice. teacher. So when they were working, I would wander around like Osaka yeah, and yeah. places, and they kept me like um, entertained by like, saying go here, and then just meet just me here. giving you recommendations. Yeah, they say go here and then meet me at this time here, and then we will go out here mm-hmm. in the evening. So we do some like, and I think I went like uh, did all the Japanese things. Like I went to um, a karaoke bar. Oh, nice! I had to go to a karaoke bar. Uh, I didn't sing because I can't sing because uh, all the lyrics were in Japanese. <laughs> but I did request that um, a, the people I was with, because I went with my friends, like friends from school. Yeah. So yeah. it was me and a bunch of girls, like a bunch of female teachers, and like people. I said, um, "I'm just going to buy a beer. You guys sing." And every time I ordered a beer, the guy would come in and just see me sat with like five women, just <laughs> drinking beers. I'm requesting songs for them to sing. And I kept going, oh, you know what you're singing. You're singing the Evangelion theme. So let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> so what we're doing next, oh, One Punch Man, One Punch Man. It's just in Japanese, great. Oh, that sounds cool. So is it um, anything like what you showed me today of the Yakuza yes. karaoke bar? Well, I went there. There's a place in Yakuza that I went to. I think it's um, Dotenbury. I went there, and that's in the Yakuza games. Oh, okay, yeah. And I went to that place, and there's like a famous big sign that I got pointed out. So that's a famous sign. Everyone takes photos in front of it. And I mm. went back and played that part of Yakuza. Went, that sign is there. <laughs> I went, oh, shit, I never noticed this. Like, yeah. I went to this spot right here and took this exact screenshot or this photo right here. Did you take... A complimentary one in Yakuza. No, I was going to, but I'm going to try to send one and send it to my friend. And oh, I told you it was in the game. Yeah. So yeah, I went to all that. And I went to like the little um, the cutaway bar to get like uh, like the, the the beer in the really tiny bar where like four people fit inside and you get the huge big mug of beer. And yeah. Like, and I went to sat by the river and just like watched all the boats go past. Like, I just know with like you know with everything I'm going to say is like involved me drinking beer as I did it but it's, my, it's a holiday where I went on it so that's so what people expect one thing that I did see on Twitter that I was going to ask you about was mm-hmm. you put up a picture of like you in a room where like the entire ceiling was like illuminated with different colours oh yes 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 what yes. was that? that was just a hotel that was just a hotel it was a hotel because we went to um, there was a waterfall and I was, um, near where my friend lives but we went there and the walk took us so long it was dark when we got there uh, so we right. got to the waterfall, and you can hear the waterfall, but you can't <laughs> see the waterfall. And it's like, oh, I guess, because we just stayed there for a bit. And then on the walk back, because it's in the middle of a forest, mm. um, there's like every insect in the world starts attacking you. Oh, and I went to the toilet, and it's basically an open plan toilet with lights in it. And I stood at the urinal, and there's like giant, huge insects that I can't describe, the size of your hand, just sat above the urinal. 
And I have never... Th- I, I, I genuinely think it went back inside me at that moment. And, I, <laughs> oh, and no. I just held it for another 20 minutes. We went to that hotel to piss. Oh, okay. But on the way to that hotel, it was like a nice just walk of lights. Yeah. So I thought, well, this is the perfect place for a white girl Instagram selfie. It was, yeah. Let's go. So I was thinking, I was like, oh, that must be like some cool light experience no, in Japan. it's a hotel. And it's just, yeah, cool. And I wasn't allowed to go into the hotel, so I've got tattoos. Really? Because it's a hot spring hotel. It's a hot, it was a hotel that's famous for having hot springs inside it. And anyone can go in and go to the hot springs. But if you have tattoos, you're not allowed to go. Why? It's just a thing. It's like an old rule that's like you can't really ignore unless you buy a private room. So I couldn't go to the bathroom, but my friend could. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that was really weird. I've heard a lot of things are like, obviously, you know, um, oh, you can't work X and Y job without if you have tattoos and that. But you can. I've never heard of like being told that you can't go somewhere it was like because it's a hot spring specifically and the toilets were in the hot springs so they thought i might sneak in i still don't understand why you're not allowed to wear ta- have tattoos in a hot spring because it's something to do with the yakuza all oh, right okay. it's like an old thing like an, not many people it's like younger people in the next room but it's like a carryover and because the hot yeah, springs yeah. is a traditional thing it's traditional rules and there's um, plenty of people out there with tattoos and there's plenty of westerners oh, yeah, yeah, who have sure. them um no it's more just like one of those things like oh for example you know um, Disneyland is very strict and mm. it's like you can't have a job there with you have tattoos showing like visibly yeah 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 so I've, I've heard of things are, but I've never heard of I oh you know we have a rule of not being able to come in with tattoos it's like I could have gone in but people would have been very like annoyed no one would have come up to me and told me I couldn't but my friend said I highly recommend and I would like you not to come in oh, okay, just yeah. because people will be annoyed and like, yeah. that's fine and obviously you know you're you're like in another country you want to respect like, exactly, their yeah. traditions and their rules so, and whatever. So I could have gone straight in and done it, but everyone would have been pissed off. It's like, yeah, but then... Do and you, you look like a bit of a jackass. Then, it, yeah. really, I think, do you really want to like, you know, continue the stereotype of the oblivious white foreigner coming yeah. over and just being a jackass? I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. No, completely. And I, I, I do understand that. I'm baffled a bit by that rule and logic and whatnot. But I will respect but it. But I would respect it, yeah. Exactly. Because I would go, oh, from... An English culture perspective, I don't understand that, but doesn't mean that I'm right. Well, speaking of that, there is one thing that I wanted to bring up because it was a point my friend made that I have never heard anybody make ever, and it makes so much sense now. I can't believe it's not been a thing. So, you're probably aware, like in Japan, what's he famous for in terms of like you know cultural out? Like, it's cultural exports. Like, what do you mean like what, anime? Yes. What do white people go over to Japan for? Anime yes. and like conventions Man- manga. and manga and Gundams. You, yeah, you probably heard the thing as well of like not every Japanese person likes it, and there's a lot, a lot of people who go over for that reason get culture shock. I know that's a lie. Yeah. No, no joking, they, get cult- yeah, yeah, because they go over to like Tokyo, they go yeah. to Japan, these areas, and they get culture shock because they go over thinking everyone's going to like anime, everyone's going to like every single person's going to be cosplaying. Yeah, yeah, and there are people like that, but for the, the vast majority of people over there, don't give a shit, and in fact, find it annoying when you bring it up. Oh, okay. And my friend explained to me, well, think of it this way. It's like Marvel movies in the West, where it's a huge part of the culture and everybody's aware of it, but that doesn't mean everybody gives a huge shit. No. And I, I went, I have never heard it put that way, but that makes so much sense because yeah. everybody knows who Captain America is. Everyone knows Marvel movies and superheroes, but if you go into like, you know, a place of where you just walk into a random pub and you try and talk to random people, like, oh man. Like, tell me what's your favourite Marvel movie. They're going to be like, well, what the fuck? I've seen one, but I don't want to discuss it at length. Yeah, and I know, like, quite a lot of people that um, I work with who originally it was like a, 
I don't really care about Marvel films. But over time, because so many people hmm. ask you about it and talk to you about it when you just, I'm not really interested, it gets to that point where after the 200th time of somebody going, why aren't you interested in Marvel? It's like, You're just yeah. like, fuck off. Exactly, yeah. And I don't want to have this conversation anymore. And I've never heard anyone explain that way, but it makes so. When I heard it put that way, yeah, that's yeah, that exactly, is the yeah. best explanation I've ever heard. It's like Westerners with Marvel movies where yeah. everybody's aware of it. It's a huge part of the culture, but the people who are obsessed with it tend, like obviously considering the things we talk about all the time, like tend to be viewed like as in a, a slightly negative light. Or oh, at okay, least, yeah, or at least yeah. like a one that's like you know. But left. it's it's not even like you know. For example, um, speaking from my personal experience, it's not even that people see you in like a negative light, but see people as like in Marvel films and video games as like but when immature. Yeah. Nope, yeah, that's maybe it. like you know, oh, I like I I'm an adult, and I see you as less of an adult because you like Marvel stuff and yeah. you're like comic books and things and that's a bit dickish then you have people who are obsessed with it and their entire personality is this thing mm-hmm. and they're people just like if it's if your personality is based on anything whether it's sports video games anything it just makes you a very boring person you just got nothing else but you're, if your own the only if, thing you can talk you about if you only identify about one thing like if you only care and identify with one item in the world like yeah it, yeah very and, one note and I'd say people are going to Japan for that one reason probably would fall into that yeah, it's a yeah. weird thing that I got, in fact, when I said I was going over there. And people asked, oh, you're going to go to like, the Gundam Museum or the Maid Cafes? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to visit a friend and they're going to like, you know, take me to some cultural spots and just generally just hang out and go yeah, yeah. to bars and stuff. Like, they got annoyed because I'm not going to do the things that they think Japan is. And well, when yeah. I got over there, I asked my friend, like, so what is like, are there Maid Cafes? Like, well, I can take you to one if you want, if you want to pay a lot of money for a shit meal. Yeah, yeah. Or I can take you to a nice restaurant where I go to and pay half that price. And if you want to go see like people dressed up like that, we can just go to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll just be there. Then, oh, fair enough. But I found it quite weird. That just... That's the thing, is, it's a very small snapshot of what people assume Japan is like. And, and obviously people, you know... Um, I've had interactions with like foreigners when I've gone abroad, and it's like, oh, uh, where are you from? Oh, England. Oh, like the royal family. Yeah, that's and like, oh, where are you from? Oh, Liverpool. Like the Beatles. And I'm yeah. like, well, the Beatles aren't the the culturally relevant in Liverpool, but I, I don't live my life around. And the you Beatles. can see why you'd be annoyed where when pe- the only thing people associate with your culture is one thing that it, you is admittedly like very famous, but also. So overly saturated, or do people just get sick of it? Yeah, yeah. I've been to Liverpool to see you, and I get pissed off with the amount of Beatles stuff. So I get it. They're from here. Yeah. I, all, all the city is is Beatles and LFC, like Liverpool Football Club, and it's just like it's just everywhere. And someone, and someone everywhere. Lives there, how much does it piss you off when people bring it up? I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't piss me off as but much because it, I frustrated. I live there knowing that's what's gonna be the conversation. But it is nice when somebody goes like. Oh yeah, I went there and saw this, and it's not just all oh, Beatles, yeah, oh football, and it's like it's nice when that you're not identified as just loving those two things. Yes, yeah, so to translate it to like going over to Japan when I went over there, and like the people that I spoke to that were over there, like, uh, people that my friend knew, and I said like, "What have you done?" We mentioned like little local spots we've been to. Like, mm. Oh, that's really nice. People enjoy. It. Not a lot of people go there. Yeah, yeah. But if I go over and said, "I want to see the Gundam," yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, okay, one of them." Where's the anime shop now? <laughs> and that tends to be like the theme with a lot of places that I go in the world. Because I try to go visit people that I know. 
So I've got like a local tour guide of sorts. Mm. And I don't, I see like the sites, like the big ones, and then just don't do anything else. I like go to the local ones mostly. Like I went yeah. to Beijing. I saw the Great Wall. And that's like the only big thing that I saw. Yeah, yeah. But I spent the rest of the time like going to like a lot of like places where only someone who lives there would know about it. Mm-hmm. Which is quite fun. That's the thing is, um, for example, um, I went to Hamburg mm-hmm. for October and we were like, well, if we're going to go Germany, I mean, we go from like, let's go Oktoberfest, see what the fuss is about. Um, so we went for a few days and spent like, you know, a few days going around looking at like local recommended places and stuff. Went to Oktoberfest, which was a big part of the reason we went there. Went for like two hours and was like, this is awful. It's just, there's so many It's people. just a giant room of really loud, really aggressively drunk people. You could get that in England. You get it in Liverpool. Get that, yeah, you get that anywhere in England. You got that in the airport anywhere yeah. there. And it's just like, okay, well, let's go to like a, a nice like local bar that we saw earlier instead and just had like a nice time in there. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I saw some nice things in Japan. Yeah, and that's not... one thing you know I would recommend to try. But there's not much to talk about in terms of what I did because most of the stuff I did is just like hang out in little bars. I mean, you, you did one... go to see a little deer. I saw. That. Oh, did yeah, yeah. I went to the park, Nara, and it's wild deer. Because every like it's not a park; it's just that part of Japan is just full of deer. Oh, really? And they're like in the middle of the road and shit, and they wander around. And there's people on oh. like every five hundred yards selling crackers that you feed to the deer. Yeah, yeah. And the deer know that you have these crackers, and, if, <laughs> yeah. and the biggest, most buffest deer hang around this part of the park, <laughs> and this in the cities where they are. And if you grab, if they see you carrying crackers, they'll headbutt you. Jesus. So, uh, but obviously, because I'm quite big, they wouldn't headbutt yeah, me. Yeah. They'd do it like to test me. Yeah. And there's like a photo of me somewhere just getting headbutted like in the knee fight. And I'm just like, well, what are you going to do? And they all bow as well. I was going to say, because that's the thing that I saw that yeah. looked cute. Like, they don't all bow. Actually, like, they clarify, like, some do. And it's not a thing that they don't bow out of politeness. It's a thing do you do when they're begging for food. And they'll put their yeah. head down to like show like um, fealty or whatever, like they're scared of you. And like, just try and get the food to appease you. To and get it, but it looks like bowing as well because they've been around so many tourists and people they doing get, it. They learn it. They'll have learned that as a sign of, oh, this person wants me to lower the head, and then they'll give me food. Yeah, they've learned it as a behavior. It's like, you know, similar to how a dog will learn to, you know, give sit its paw or, or sit or whatever. Yeah, because they'll get praise or they get something for it. But yeah, that was a really fun place to go because I got to do something I wanted to do for ages, and that is feel what an antler feels like. Oh, okay. Because I have never... like You always look at an antler and you think, what does that feel like? But not specifically a big, like, white, spiky antler. A fuzzy antler. Oh, okay. So when they've just grown it, so yeah, I found yeah. the most pre-pubic... Like, it was basically teenage deer. Yeah. Where its horns are just coming just through. Just coming through the And the I thought it and I'd give it a crack and I felt its horns and they feel like velvet. Oh. And it's like, oh, yeah. It's like, Did you get to feel like what a, an actual antler? Like, yeah, yeah. Because it was trying to headbutt me. Yeah. He was trying to headbutt me to steal my crackers. So I imagine they feel a lot coarser than you'd imagine. Sharper. Yeah, very yeah. sharp. Because they are just like bone made to headbutt people mm. with. It's but, like, oh, they look majestic, but it is uh, just to like, headbutt And things. every now and again, you just stumble across the deer that's had its horns cut off because it was oh, headbutting too many no. people. Probably doesn't hurt them. Oh, but okay. they fall out once a year anyway and grow back because they grow back every single year, so they don't really mind. Yeah. But you just feel bad for it. It's like, oh man, you headbutted somebody. <laughs> You took our kids' legs, didn't you? Yeah. Like they have lots of signs that are about that just say "Do not go to the D," and they've got like a, a stick figure of like um, a little girl just being like completely wiped out by a deer. It's like yeah, and like the the warning is, but 
It just says warning, but and I went, good, thanks. That is a good warning. Good to know. It's like the other warning I saw, is it's like the monkey park, where it's full of monkeys, and one of the warnings is, um, please shut the door in case of monkey invasion. Because <laughs> he's near a temple, and people go in and obviously people go in and offer food, and oh, the monkeys okay. know this, so they break in and steal the food. Oh, so obviously tourists keep leaving the door open, and monkeys keep coming in, just invading the yeah, temple. Yeah, because you know that that warning sign is there. Because people have done it in the past. Yeah, and left it open and monkeys have gone in and just started throwing ape, like literally going ape shit. It's like um, a lot of places in um, like German-themed bars or beer keller that I've seen. Don't dance like, on the tables. Do not dance on the table. And you know those warning signs are there because fuckers have danced on the tables. And, and slipped like, on all the beer. Broken the table or slipped on the beer and broken themselves, yeah. And like, anytime you see a stupid warning sign going... Who the fuck would do that? You know someone's done it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think I've talked before about the most depressing warning sign I ever saw, which was, please do not fly drones around Auschwitz. It's like, oh, what dickhead did this? And there should be a warning sign up there, don't take smiling selfies and Auschwitz. Oh, people do it all the time. Yeah. Oh, so depressing. But to like, some less depressing, the deer were very cute, and I saw a very, very small deer. And there's a photo that I can't really share because, like, uh, I got told like people are very private in Japan. Mm-hmm. My friend got a photo of me as I'm petting a baby deer, and there's a little kid behind me going "no," like screaming at me in the background <laughs> of the photo because um, she told me after the fact that oh yeah, his dad told him not to touch the baby deer. Oh, and no. obviously you walked over and did it because obviously he, his dad's worried that the mum's going to headbutt him. Yeah, but for you, because you get headbutted, I think that's funny. So I didn't warn you. So it was like him yelling at me like "no, don't do it. You'll get attacked." And there's just a photo of me feeding a deer and this little Japanese kid just screaming at me. And it's like, I yeah. really love moments like that where you realise that a parent has told this kid something just to, you know, te- teach him a lesson like in the long run, but lie to him at that moment. No, you probably won't lie. Like, the no, no, but I, I, not that, but, you know, more specifically, like, when a parent like lies to the kid, go, oh, yeah, like, if, this ha- if you do this, something bad will happen. Yeah. And then like, 30 seconds later, you know you've just walked up like a fucking dickhead and done that thing that that kid's just not been told. And they've got to be told, oh, it's, they can get away with it. They, they can get away with it because they're an adult. They're older. And then you always think as a kid, why do they get away with it? And then now that you're older, you're like, yeah, I can get away with that. No, don't like, like, yeah. I, I can walk across the street without like waiting for the red man, the oh, green man. Oh, man don't even... wait for the red man. I kept doing that in Japan. Because like, everyone waits to the road. Well, why? But there's no one crossing. I like, don't do it. <laughs> Because if the police catch you, they won't tell you. They won't like arrest you or fine you, but you'll get the stupid foreigner thing oh, where they yeah. just give you a really long, stern talking to in broken English, and we'll be here all day. Yeah, and I went okay. I, I don't want that. I remember um, my friend; she um, lived in I think it was like LA for a while um, during like university and that. Um, jaywalk, and yeah, but learn the first time she jaywalked. Learn, oh, you shouldn't do this. And then as soon as she was like, oh, I'm really sorry, you didn't know. Oh, you're British. Oh, right, you didn't understand. Yeah. That's okay. So she went, right. Okay, then I can do this whenever <laughs> the fuck I want. Because every time, someone's going to turn around and just be like, oh, right, you're British. Like, I- I'll let you off this time. Mm. And then she said, like, one time she did it, and someone who pulled her up, like, a week earlier found her again. Oh. And was like... I know that you're just doing it. The second she got caught by the same person again, she was like, I'm not doing it. It's not worth the risk. No, fuck it. Because obviously there's only a limited amount of police officers officers that are going to be in that same city or whatever. Oh, man, that's so good. And it's just, 
as soon as they hear the British, it's like, I can get away with this now. I can just play that stupid foreigner card. That's the one. It's the card we're all dealt when we get there. <laughs> in addition to stamping your passport, you give you a stupid foreigner card. You can cash it in once <laughs> to get away with one thing. I, it's the get out of Jeffrey card. I fortunately did not have to use mine. Because I had like basically a permanent guide with me who spoke Japanese. Well, I was going to say, you had it easy, didn't you? You, yeah. had, you were on easy mode there. I just, oh God. I just had someone who told me basically, like, this is what you do. Because I made, I almost made the mistake of the very first day I was there when I had to buy a drink. And I just held money out for the cashier, and you're supposed to put it in like a little tray. Because it's like basically being a casino. They don't take money from your hand. They put you put it down, yeah. they pick it up, and then they. But then they weirdly give you the cash back in your hands. Okay. And I didn't get it. And but then, that's I think one thing that would be really useful is a lot of like Western like places have similar rules, regardless of like where you go in Europe. A lot of places have similar kind of yeah. rules. Whereas going to something like Japan, there's a lot of culture shock there. Where well, like when, when you queue, you're supposed to queue like seven foot back on a specific spot. And I didn't realise. So oh. I just walked straight up behind someone who's like a foot behind them. <laughs> and apparently that's really, really rude. And they were really eyeing me up going. And my friends were like, oh, you go stand on that spot there. Oh, okay. And then, but we obviously have a similar thing in Britain. Of we will queue for everything. But then you get like, oh, you know, Americans or Germans. Europeans Germans or whatever. Don't, Germans don't queue. Like Italians as well. Like, you know, they'll just walk in front of you and act like it's not a problem. And then you're like, oh, excuse me, like, wait behind. And they're like, what? Like, <laughs> why am they, I waiting They're playing you? the stupid foreign yeah. card. Like, what? And I'm like, yeah, like, there's a queue. And it's just like, nah. And it, it, it just, it's just one of those of, we find it rude when somebody isn't queue. But then other people are just like, oh, fuck it. I don't get shit. It's the stupid foreigner camera. They're playing it. it is. Yeah. Everyone gets one. It's the fairest thing in the world. You've got to do it. I, I remember um, one time I got caught out at cinema and it was like, oh, these are the like the VIP reserve seats. The rest just, just sit wherever the hell you want. And it was, uh, it's like, uh can't remember. It is a busy um, show in any way. It was for like, a superhero movie. And I was like, oh, well, there's a row of like the reserved ones where no one's sitting in them. I'll just go and sit in there. And obviously, uh, every single fucker that bought those teats was just late. Uh-huh. And then I had to play that card of, oh, and then you move are across. these book seats? I didn't realise. And then, you move, and across. then like, move across. And Next then like person. the person from the cinema <laughs> had to come over and be like, can I see your tickets? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, these are reserved seats. And I had to be, oh, I didn't realise. And then it was like, oh, well, where, where can I sit now? Oh, right at the front. Where you've got to like break your neck backwards to see the <laughs> those, screen. You know those seats should be. You should get a discount for sitting in those seats. Yeah, you should. But I think you should also keep those seats for anyone who did what I did. Yeah, and it's just the dickhead label on the back of the chair. <laughs> the shame seats. Yeah. They should just piss you off as well. And halfway through the cinema, you should turn around. And ever since I've booked the reserve seat because I've just paid for it, so I haven't wanted to look like a dickhead ever again. Oh, it's so harsh. Shame is the ultimate motivator. It it's is so harsh. Oh, but yeah, so there's not really much to tell. I guess we could speak for an hour, though, about it, me saying there's not much to tell, but here's the thing that I did. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a very enjoyable time. I had a lot of fun. I will probably end up going out there again because I will no doubt go to a different part of the country. Well, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, um, Tokyo is one thing, and obviously you see the Instagram version of Tokyo where every single person is cosplaying and they're all into anime. But I'd like to see like the crazy, wacky side of that in Tokyo and stuff. Well, but... I was told like um, where I went, Kyoto is the cultural capital. Yes, 
Yeah, yeah. But I'd love to go place like Kyoto and Osaka, where it is a uh, like a bit more cultural and traditional and stuff like that. Um, so obviously you kind of get the very touristy obvious bit of Tokyo where, oh look, everything's like crazy. But I don't think that represents Japan from what I've been told. Yeah, probably not. But but it'd be cool to see. Yeah. That's so I mean. I'd like to go and you know travel a bit of Japan and see a bit of Japan and different places. But it's uh, probably not the next place I'm going to go. Because I need to go see my mate who's out in China again. I love how you're just like, I have one mate posted everywhere in the world. Mate, it's amazing. That's how you've got to do it. Hey, you know what? Be friends with a lot of people. Yeah. There's a pro tip for everyone out there. All, like, be friendly to as many people as possible because you don't know where they're going to end up. Yeah, you don't know how many of them are going to end up in different countries and exactly. be like, Carl, come and visit me in Japan and China. Yeah, and that's how, that's what basically what happened. It was yeah. just a friend of mine who said, come visit. Yeah. And then when they come to the UK, they happen to be nearby. It's like, come, come stay at my house. Stay at my house, we'll you, go out for food, we'll go out for drinks. Oh, you come into England? Oh, yeah, Sheffield. Yeah, you don't want to be here. It's right in the middle of the country. Oh, no, yeah, it's exactly. Like the, my friend but, from Japan, they came through to Manchester, Oh. then went to London, but the train from Manchester to London goes through Sheffield. So I said, get off on the train, yeah. stay at my house, we'll go out for food and drinks. And then they said, yeah, well, that's really nice here. If you ever want to come through to Japan, I'll be a tour guide. I went, fucking yes. So call book three months in Japan <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Just book ten days in Japan. <laughs> Like an I, absolute I showed you round for one evening in Sheffield. I'm taking advantage of this. I want to get 10 days in Tokyo. <laughs> uh, you don't know, though. One day with me is worth 10 days. Uh, you know what? One day with me feels like 10 days. <laughs> you spend one evening with me, it'll feel like you're there for a week and a half. Oh, God. But, oh, no. It was um, a lovely, enjoyable time. It was a beautiful country full of uh, many interesting sites and peoples. And I would love to go visit again. So, just to round it out, yeah. is there any specific places... That you would like to recommend? Uh, the convenience stores to go get. Strong zero. I mean, 9%. Okay. Great flavour. Right, so Carl's recommendation to Japan is to just drink alcoholic cans on the street. Yeah. Well, no, because like, this is the way. So it sounds bad until you realise that. One of the days I had to myself, I just got a load of beer. And I took a nice walk. And I went to a water feature. Yeah. In like it's the middle of like a fucking public park near a mall or something like that. And it's, just, oh, okay. it's a huge water feature where they basically got a river, and then just put a water feature on the round down to the river. Yeah, and just sat with like some beers, just listening to my music. Yeah, just drinking that, like seeing the sun just go down over this water, listening to like my music, and then after a while, I took that out and it's just like the water trickling as I just sat and just enjoyed the sights. And then what really made me feel better, I sat there going, "Man, all those people on the internet." Who hate me? <laughs> fucking fuming right now. So we can talk about this. This is amazing. So you're aware of the fact, Lucas. What I have, have you done this week? No, no. I there are people out there that don't like me. This is known. Really? I'm a figure on the internet. There's going to be people. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. But there, I have a very dedicated group of people who don't like me, and they've set up subreddits. They've set up um, like there's threads on forums. There are people on my Twitter who respond to all the things that I post, sending me like mean messages. They it's like it's a whole thing. And one day, Carl will figure out that it's me leading the it entire. Is, yes. front but book. something I noticed when I was out in Japan, and I had like the rare opportunity to like, you know, check my phone. Yeah. Like to actually use like proper Wi Fi and stuff like that when I was oh, like, okay, you know, yeah. sat in the Airbnb at night or whatever uh, before going out. I noticed that all of them were oddly quiet during my trip to Japan. It's like, oh, yeah, I wonder why. Is it because I'm just out there, just having <laughs> a right gay old time? Yeah. Drinking every day, spending time with a friend, like. 
all paid for by money I earned just sat making YouTube videos and dumb podcasts. I wonder why they've got nothing to criticise me for this year. Yeah. And that, as petty as it sounds, made the whole trip that much better. Oh, no. Because I know for a fact that the kind of people who would spend all their time on the internet doing that are the kind of people like, oh, I'd love to go to Japan, but I can't afford it. Yeah, so to yeah. those people, go and fuck yourself. I got mine. I'm just going to clip that out and put it <laughs> on YouTube. That's the clip, in it? That's the episode thing. So all those people out there, fuck you, I got mine. Was, oh, well, I ended up actually talked about, we can bring that into a, a thing. When I was out over there speaking to my friend, and like we were both talking about the fact, it's like, oh, like, you've done really well for yourself, haven't you? It's like, like uh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing okay. I've paid for this trip. I've got yeah, yeah. stuff. And there's a thing in the pipeline I can't talk about at the moment because it's not been officially confirmed yet. But suffice to say, um, it's you know about it, don't you? I do, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's something that, when it gets announced, it's going to be something that people are like, no. I mean, because you're being cryptic, I think I know about... Because I know about one thing, so I presume it's, it's the same thing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I made the face. Right, so you know that one. And like, yeah, and so what motivates you? Oh, it's Spike. Yeah. <laughs> because the reason that I do what I do is like, I love my dad he's a fantastic guy he's, like, he's helped me a lot but when I first started university I originally applied to go teach I was going to do a teaching course for English I can see the disdain in your face when you say and, that and the reason I don't do it is we can like as a side for this um, a fun fact for people who may want to go into teaching out there or currently teaching now the burnout time for a teacher is about 10 years. Yeah. Which means you train for five years, sometimes, maybe four, maybe three if you're really good, you know, you're doing like, depending on your course, and you have a career for 10 years before you basically burn out and quit and go do something else. Either that or you stay stuck in a job that you hate because you're and burned resent out. all the kids that you teach and shit like and that. And I yeah. know people who've done teaching who already hate it. And my dad, for many years while I was like, you know, when I stumbled ass backwards into writing, yeah. always told me, son, this writing thing, it's never going to get you anywhere. You should go back to university and go get your teaching degree because that's what's going to be, like, that's what you need for your future. That's going to be like your steady job. And I just remember saying like, in my head, no, fuck you, dad. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you're my dad and you know what, you've been, you've been around a lot longer than I have. But no, old man, I know what I'm doing. And I would just like, every yeah, time enough. I have that conversation, I would like get that burst of energy to just write more. And that's like um, a thing that I think a lot of people who I would say going towards like creative things are probably dealing with. Like, so obviously, I you know I'm doing podcasts with you. We're yep. working uh, with you on like editing fat feed stuff for you and whatnot. Um, I'm aspiring to you know make my own YouTube for myself. But it's one of those things. I think my parents are very much like. You know what? If that's something you can do, go and do it. But I don't understand how it's a career. Mm. And it's one of those things because it's only something that's become relevant in the past, what, decade? Even less than that. Yeah, yeah it mainstream in less than a decade, really. But obviously people have been doing it for a bit longer. So for me to like explain to my family, oh, well, I sit there and make a podcast with my friend and we get paid for it. Well, how does that work? I don't know. How is that a job? I don't know how Brad it works for Brew, but... Yeah. <laughs> but, like... Good luck, guys. So, I I get where you're coming from, but I also think a lot of it is just 
the lack of understanding of like it is. how that is a job. But bear in mind, this was happening to me when I was like earning writing more than my brothers. Yeah, yeah. By from full time writing when I'm writing and I've got my name on like fairly big. Like when I write today, I found out when I was like script yeah, writing yeah. for their YouTube channel with like at the time one point two million subscribers, and I'm earning like more than my brothers did. Yeah, and my dad's like, well, son, though this is just like you know it's just a temporary thing. It's like, well, that's the thing, and it's like really annoying. So like, dad. But, like, do you not see like the success that I've got? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm doing so well for myself, and he would never. He's like, yeah, it's really good, but you should think about doing something that's more secure. Yeah, or has more future than this. Like, what? What's and more I think as, in the internet? Yeah. I think as well. Um, obviously, a job revolving around like writing on the internet or being on YouTube or whatever still has that like lack of respect because and that of, stigma attached that, to yeah, it. Yeah, that um, stigma because you know having like a job like a teacher or a lawyer is like a respectable career sitting there and chatting shit on a podcast for brew is not quite as like seen as respectful in the same way as like you know yeah and it, that's what i mean spite has motivated me to do oh yeah totally but yeah. like, the reason i started going to the gym is because um, i broke up with my girlfriend at the time and every time i try to go to the gym say so she don't want to spend time with me then and then when I broke up with her, she said I was fat. And I was like, you told me not to go to the gym. And I was like, fuck <laughs> you, I want to go every single day. Fair enough, yeah. And she always told me, don't hang out with your mates, hang out with me. So I'm like, no, fuck you. I want to start talking, I want to hang out with my mates all the time now. I'm going to do that because I've not talked to some of them in like months because you got annoyed when I went out without you because they didn't want to hang out with you because you were boring. So let's take this conversation somewhere else. Okay. Carl just goes on over and about sex. Again. <laughs> the thing is, though, in your head, it could be the same girl. The thing I, is, I like the idea. It's for every time I say my ex, I like people think it's the same girl, and it's just she fucked me up that much. Like, it's not. It's not from multiple different relationships. Carl just had one, the, the single worst relationship no, to ever. The single worst breakup. Oh, okay, yeah, there it is. But like, obviously, you've dated more than one person. Before I have, yes, stuff. But yeah. Only one said that, and it's like, oh, bitch. <laughs> It's like, oh man, we should have gone to a gym mask. I was going to! No, fuck you. That got me. Carl, I only said it to try and make you feel better. Spite the ultimate motivator. Gets everyone. Oh god, it does, to be fair. And like every time somebody goes, like, oh, I don't think you can do that, it's like, well, fuck you, I can. That's why I I think one of a tweet that I really like was um, it's one from a girl saying, oh, when I'm. uh, Here's a pro tip for all you ladies out there and maybe like don't feel like you know as confident in your body as you should. Every time you have a dark thought or like a negative thought about the way you look, imagine Donald Trump saying it. And it was just like, oh man, your thighs look fat today. It's no, fuck you and fuck your wall. I look great. <laughs> it's like, that's so oh, good. Oh God. So you nearly good. like choked on my side <laughs> from that one. Isn't that so fucking yeah. good? Just imagine like, oh, your thighs look fat. So no, fuck you and fuck your wall. <laughs> You're getting impeached. Fuck you. It's so good. Yeah, good luck with that, America. Oh man, stay with him. Oh, fuck off. We're we're getting the worst of it as well. <laughs> Boris Did you see that? After he got like he basically failed at everything he was doing, the thing that was like going viral on Twitter was Joris Bonson. <laughs> Which I was just that's so good. That sums up like the discourse of politics these days, doesn't it? Joris Bonson. I think like it's like Oh, Carl sitting there laughing at Americans from Donald Trump and I'm like, Carl, we've got to know better. <laughs> got Boris Johnson. Got fucking Joris Bonson. <laughs> I would prefer who's called Bonson. <laughs> Fucking hell. Remember I told you about when my mate worked in insurance, he had to call someone up for like a quote. 
And he was called like like Felix Hodgepodger. Oh god. Should I tell you about that? No. He just had like, a name like that. And he had like obviously a name on a script. So, oh, is it Mr. Hodgepodger? I always find it weird, like when um I'm working in a restaurant and like Oh, you know, taking names on the door and people come up to you with like the weirdest names and act like it's the most Because it is, it's because thing. it's their name. No, yeah, but like, you know, for example, my, my girlfriend has like um originally an Irish surname. Which was? No, like her current surname is like Irish. Oh, based, okay, you don't want to say know, that. Yeah, like yeah. Um But then she goes says her a surname to people and goes, Oh, this is how you spell it, like I know. That is an unusual, like, it's not a surname you hear every day. Mm. But yet, then you get people who come in like, oh yeah, my name's like, go blow me. And obviously that's not real. But, and they'll just give you the dead eye stare of like, yeah, it's go blow me. And then you're like, so how do you spell go blow me? And like, well, why don't you know? And it's like, okay, thanks, Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't know how to spell every oh, name man. in every language. So I thought when you said that, you're going to bring up that episode of Family Fortunes where there was a family called the Dicks. <laughs> and he kept saying, let's go, let's see how the Dicks did. It's like, all oh, the Dicks are pulling ahead. I saw something on Twitter yesterday and it was just, I'm really sad that my parents didn't call me this. And it was just in the credits for something. And his name was Dick Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, that's, that's the fucking name right there. Oh, man, it's like that one of uh, the guy who does all the law and orders, Dick Wolf. Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's like the uh, the expanding brain meme. If it says, like, penis pupper or something <laughs> like that. And then at the bottom, Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf, the ultimate evolution of the penis pupper. So, oh, oh I want to see that in Pokemon. The penis pupper evolved into Dick Wolf. That's what it is, yeah. It's a wiener dog, penis pupper, Dick Wolf. <laughs> that's it, yeah. Oh, oh god. god, wiener dog, penis puffer, dick wolf. I've just got an image of um, like oh, what was like the werewolf Pokemon? Like, is it Lycanroc? Like Something like that. Yeah. With like the giant dong on the end. Just oh man, I remember. What, do you remember when we played Soul Calibur Four at the gaming society that one time? And just every single no. created character. Okay, yeah. Well, set the scene here. Um, we used to meet, me and you were part of a game inside university. We play like we bring we were, in like yeah. bring in a video game. We'll play it like we'd like three yeah, people, yeah. and then we'll hang out and go to the pub afterwards. And one time, I brought in my copy of Soul Calibur Four, and as you can imagine, this being my copy, every character had a custom variation where I just put a giant furry penis on yeah. their outfit. And we happened to have in that like gaming society group, there was a guy who was a furry. Oh, yeah, there was, yeah, yeah. And when he saw that, do you remember me like, completely breaking down because there's a huge furry penis on it? He's like, I... you can't have that on screen, you can't have that. That's <laughs> so, he was it. so annoyed because I played Voldo. Oh, and I yeah. And it's where Voldo goes to a full crab with a giant furry dong pointed towards the and heavens. And just thrusted to the sky. <laughs> and just thrusted towards him at high speed and he just like lost it and left the room. So, oh, man, I felt bad, but at the same time, like, how do you stop? I mean... It's the Voldo rolling into a ball. <laughs> rolling into a ball with a full erection. I would love it if you could just put like one on every limb. You can. And just like make Voldo just you... a ball of giant fairy dicks. <laughs> have you not seen in Soul Calibur 5 some of the custom variations? Oh yeah, I have, yeah. Like the one who's made like Voldo where they put enough like square bottles on him. So when he goes into his like backwards pose, he turns into a recliner seat with a cat. Yeah. <laughs> so what the fuck? Oh, imagine sitting there and figuring that out. 
It's so good. The one that got me is like the one I always played. I I still contend it's the thing. It nearly made me lose my shit. Is I played that game online for the first time, and I came across a guy who was playing Siegfried. It was like a big, huge, buff nightman. Oh yeah. And yeah. he customized it to be completely stark, bollock naked, except for a pair of underwear and a pop hat. Yeah. <laughs> and just something about the image and just him just the addition of the pop hat. Yeah. Mate. And he absolutely stonked me and then just teabagged constantly while I was like dying. And he just sent me a message after saying, get wrecked. I went, I was, I was howling. Like another guy who made a character, it's called Barry Scott. And he had like the Barry Scott advert playing over the mic. Oh, volume. Hi, I'm Barry Scott. Oh, that's the trolling you can do in video games. I mean, I'll just say, what a marketing campaign that Barry Scott had. Because everybody goes, what a stupid advert. Is some guy shouting, I'm Barry Scott, banging the dirt is gone, but it's like every single fucking person in England remembers that now. It is, but do you know that's like a rule? Like um, loudness in adverts. And there's a great story, I think it was the head of the FCC, I think that's something Wheeler at the time it was, um, where he said the reason the FCC cracked down in America on loud adverts during like commercial breaks is because mm. he was having dinner with his family one time and his own kids started complaining about it. And he got so annoyed that his family would annoy him during dinner that he went to work and went, fucking fix this. I'm so- <laughs> not only am I getting it every day at work in my email inbox and via the phone, people coming in and letters. When I go home, my wife and kids are bitching about it as well. Fix it. Yeah. And that to me is like, yeah, you know what? Motivated by spite. And yeah, I always find it so horrible when you're like on YouTube, for example. Yes. And you're like, oh, I've got to turn this up because this person has like the audio set really like lowly, and then they'll put like that really annoying five second ad right in the middle of a sentence of the like 10 minute video. And it's like, oh, and in this part of the- oh, hi, we're here today promoting this product. And you're like, for fuck's sake, it's like, dude, what are you doing? And I'm, I hope I've properly demonstrated that with how loudly I just shouted out of nowhere. Yeah, especially considering we've probably got a cleaner going by outside. Going, what the fuck are they still doing at work? <laughs> So IT and the already left. You can't sit on a yogurt. Don't worry. What are they doing? Just like nicking yogurt. Randomly sitting in a room having a drink thinking they're working. We are working. We, we are. are. We're only working right now. We're creating content and value for the viewer. And I hope that people have enjoyed listening to this oh, one. I've enjoyed. I've been like quietly giggling for the past 20 minutes. Of, fuck <laughs> you and fuck your wall. That has greatly <laughs> amused me. Oh dear. <laughs> fuck you and fuck Just your wall. Just every time I look down I see... Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan staring at me. What are you about? Why are you hating them? I'm like, do you want to explain that to people then? Because that's going to confuse them. No, no. Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan are just on the floor staring at me. Yeah, <laughs> on the Space Jam VHS no, yeah. case. So, uh, which I own. Carl, instead of having coasters, I don't know if we brought this up before. I do, yes. Uh, we are sitting in here, and even at home, Carl has coasters that he just uses instead. He has, like, books and CD cases. So here... What do we have on your coaster, Carl? Um, mine is um, Kenneth Von Gundam. Uh, that's the author of the book. And it's Canine Corpse. George, let's, do, let's try and recreate the magic that was Z-Rex. I was literally thinking, because I couldn't see half the book. I thought it was something to do with Z-Rex. It's not. Um, do you know they say never judge a book by its cover? I think that's exactly what you've done to Yeah. Them. So, Lucas, describe the cover of the book to the people at home. I'm not going to lie, I thought you were just going to point it out the microphone, hoping people could see it. <laughs> um, so, it's... I don't even know what's happening on a 
weird cliff edge, there is a g- bright green velociraptor yes. fighting <laughs> a, golden a, retriever. a golden retriever that has the sharpest fucking fangs in the world. But in the background, what else can you see? I can see, like, what, a Rottweiler and a German Shepherd. Uh, fighting another Fighting dinosaur. another bright green velociraptor. And then even further in the distance is a man with a bandana firing a laser gun. It looks like... Someone's taking like a bad rip off of like Die Hard with like the bandana on his forehead. Yeah, but just giving him like a laser Uzi. And the and the title of the book is The Canine Corpse, and the name is The Last Resort. So do you know what? Let's read. What's the little uh, blurb on the front say? It says the dogs of the canine corpse learn some new tricks, then war games turn into the real thing. And apparently, the real thing involves velociraptors, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> anyway, so let's go. First, you party, then you die. Oh, God. As a reward for yanking a gigabillionaire off a prison satellite, Ray Larkin and his team earn a month's R&R on the universe's ultimate party planet. Oh, I want to go Neverland there. isn't all fun and games. Not more than a few fleeting nanoseconds after landfall, Ray <laughs> and the dogs God. find that the, pla- the play planet simulated war games become murderously realistic at the push of a programmer's button. And then that's like the thing. And then the canine corpse, the description of that, of like, you know, because this is the fourth in a series. They are the best freelance space scouts in the galaxy. Genetically altered dogs with enhanced sensors and the gift of speech. <laughs> they are Beowulf, Grendel, Mama San, Gawain, Ozma, Robin, Frodo, Sinbad, and Tajil. And they'll stand beside Ray Larkin, their human leader, against any danger, anywhere, at any cost. So they have one human in their ranks. And they can Ray Larkin. But can I just point out then? So this Ray guy, yes, he wins a month R and R on the Ultimate Party Planet. Mm-hmm. So this guy goes to party on a planet and just has like nine dogs with him. Yeah, that is the party, just him and nine dogs. I would like to point out as well that when I was trying to read this, I got up to the thirty-second page before I said "fuck this" <laughs> and just went "no." Joe, why? And I remember distinctly, it's because there are too many dogs. And because they all talk, it tries to introduce nine characters because in the first five that minutes. that sounded exactly, to me, like The Hobbit, an unexpected journey yeah. and that. Whereas, the, oh, well, one of them's called we, Frodo. Yeah, exactly. That's part of what reminded me. Because as soon as you said Frodo, I was like, fuck me, I'm getting flashbacks of, obviously, it's Bilbo in Hobbit. But when, like, Fellowship of the Rings, there's, what, six of them? Something like that. But also, though, this is the fourth book in the series, you should yeah. know. But I remember it's like every other page is another dog. And they're yeah. trying to establish nine different personalities within the first, like, ten well, that's, pages. Well, that's the thing is, like, or in The Hobbit, it's like, here's 13 different dwarves that you give a shit about none of them. Yeah. And then, oh, we're going to we're gonna expect you to care for and them p- all. Apparently as well, this is the last book in the series, because the oh, other okay. ones, the first one is called Canine Corpse. The second one is Under Fire. The third one is Cry Wolf, and then Last Resort. But we also have here a, um, I think this is a... Uh, oh, wait. Oh no! This is the uh, the blurb. This is like the very very opening chapter, like, you know, to encourage people to read the book. Oh, okay. So it's like a taster. Uh, yes. So do you want to do that? Unless people are interested. Yeah, sure. Freeman Wazali. I uh, sorry. Freeman Wazali said, "I vote that we continue on our current course and get the hell out of Battlefield, and then come back for your friend." Ray looked at Beowulf, Robin, Mamasan, and Garwain. Who votes for that option? Silence. Okay, that's one vote for your proposal, Mister President. Ray looks into the serious dog faces. <laughs> now then, who votes for going after AK? Beowulf, Robin, Gawain and Mamasan spoke up as one. There you have it, Ray said. The electorate have cast their votes. We're heading west after the floater and the biplane. 
Why did I even bother, Freeman Wazale wondered out loud. Shall we start, Ray said. Wait a minute, Freeman Wazale said. Pulled out a map cube and map cube and studied it. Unless this map is inaccurate, what lies in that direction is, yeah. What lies that way is a 40 metre high buttressed wall um, protected by a powerful force field. What's on the other side of that wall? Asked Ray, afraid that he knew the answer. Dino land. <laughs> Just dino land. It's a really bad Jurassic Park. Also as well, let's go, right, this is the first page. If you purchase this book without a cover, you should be aware that this book is stolen property. It was reported as unsold and destroyed to the publisher, and neither the author nor the publisher has received any payment for this strip book. Oh, I kind of... I wouldn't have bought this without a fucking cover, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> oh, my God. This book is an Ace original and has never been previously published. This is the first edition. It's the first edition of Canine Corp. I think it's the first Corp. and last edition. So, no, it's not a first. It's an Ace edition. Okay. This is Ace Publishing. All rights reserved. Cover art by Cliff Miller. Fucking baller-ass pimp. This book may not be reproduced in whole or in print by Mime McGrath or any other means without permission, such as reading it outline in a podcast. Outline, <laughs> online on a podcast. Outline. Without permission, for more information, oh, that's similar. Ace Books. The name Ace and the A logo are trademarks. I don't think you can trademark a fucking A. <laughs> do you know what we're going to do right now? We're going to read like the very last like paragraph. After making, after making certain that their stuffy bot Hastings had refreshed everyone's drink, Ray suggested a toast. Once they were all ready, he raised a glass and said, To the Alliance. To the Alliance, the humans responded, while the dogs raised a howl in agreement. I thought they could talk. They can, but they howl in agreement. They sometimes howl, sometimes they talk. Also, oh, okay, of course. This book cost me £4. <laughs> I read 30 pages, and you know what? It's still fucking worth the cost of entry. <laughs> can you not? How do you? Even? Oh, I don't even know. You've done top Z Rex. Z Rex. It definitely doesn't top Z Rex. That was an apps. That was a journey. I mean, speaking of journeys, to get back to my point. Yes. My coaster is Space Jam, the yeah. VHS tape oh, yeah. of Space Jam. Yeah, don't you have a VHS? Where's your VHS copy of Space Jam? <laughs> Do you not have one? No, I don't. Why not? I mean, to be fair, it's a pretty cool case because it's bright green. My favourite bit as well is you can tell it's already been watched. It's, oh, yeah, it's, not, it's yeah. not been rewound. So no, the last yeah. time I had it on thing. So let's read the back of the Space Jam case. Let's go for that. Because not a lot of people remember, like, yeah, Space Jam was a thing. So but this is like the original... Who ori- doesn't remember the Space but Jam was a thing? This was like the original VHS release. Yeah, yeah, like, of This course. is when it came out. This is a, Again, this is an Ace edition of <laughs> the Space Jam case. So people might want to be curious. Like, I don't remember how it was advertised. Bugs Bunny, the world's best-loved cartoon character, and Michael Jordan, the world's best-known sports star. I hear it doesn't say best-loved. <laughs> best known. No one loves Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan is a well-known asshole. People love him now, though. They, no, they don't. He no, is like, a huge asshole. But um, he has a very popular like clothing brand and stuff. Yeah. With like Jordan Airs and all that yeah, nonsense. Michael like, Jordan, the man, is not popular. He is an asshole. I, I, I would beg to differ with that. Well, have you not heard that famous story about him where he's like... Is, is he... Oh, no, I have, but I think a lot of people have forgotten about the shit old stories of him. Oh, they did. And people have just remembered him as... Oh, it's Michael Jordan, that sports guy that was in Space Jam. That's that's my non-American reference to Michael Jordan. Now. All right, fair enough. Well, this isn't all that interesting, but I will like you know do a quick pop quiz. Uh, what is the name of the enemy force in Space Jam? What is the name of, like the little guys who try and like you know take all the Space Jam powers? Now I've seen Space Jam quite a lot, and do you I remember still what they're can't called? Remember, it's the Nerd Looks. The what? The Nerd Looks. That's why you don't remember who they are. Oh, man. 
what we need to point out as well is that the actual case is bright green. I did say that a minute ago. Oh, sorry. The case is bright green. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I have, do you want to mention the other case? Yeah, so I assumed this came back with you from Japan. No, that's from America. Yeah, because there's a random PlayStation 1 game. All in Japanese. And it's just, yeah, all in Japanese. There is one Japanese man. A smiling Japanese businessman. Holding what appears to be like some weird little, like... They look like Mahjong tiles. I think it's a Mahjong game, yes. It's a Mahjong game for the PS1. Oh, okay. And the rest of the people around him are all like PS1 graphics, like rendered family people. Yeah, they look like Lara Croft's extended family. Yeah. Like Lara Croft PS1. Lara Croft's Japanese, like, half family. And yeah, it looks like... It's all in Japanese. Japanese Mahjong game. But where did you get this, Carl? I got it in a store in LA for $1. Because the guy <laughs> behind the counter went to like a random store that sells like a lot of um, really old video gaming stuff. Like yeah. A lot of like region lock stuff like is like a bunch of Japanese PS1 games, like that one. And they had a big bin full of them. Oh, okay, and it was like, yeah. buy five for like this much money. And the guy behind the counter recognized me. And I oh, said, really? if I give you a dollar, can I just take one thing from that bin? He went, yeah, whatever. So I just took that game because it was the stupidest one. Because yeah. it was smiling Japanese. Because I thought I would get the exact reaction that I got off you of, what the fuck is yeah. this? So I walk in and went, what the fuck is this? Exactly. And where in Japan did you get this? I got in you went, oh, I got America. I was like, so you've just come back from Japan and you have something Japanese on your like coffee table, but it's not from Japan. No, I actually didn't bring anything back from Japan. Oh, really? Except for memories. Pussy. <laughs> Isn't that the lamest thing you can say? Oh, man. I was talking about this um, a while ago and it's like, oh, man, is there any worse person than the person whose life they try and make like, oh, no, it's all about travel? And they post like inspirational like travel quotes. And yeah, they do yeah. all the stuff like, oh man, I'd rather have an empty bank account than a full passport. Like, no, fuck you. I'd rather have money. <laughs> I'd rather have a full bank account on a full passport. <laughs> like, you can have both. You can have both. It's that thing of, oh man, it's like, oh, do you have any idea how much of a douchebag you sound saying this sort of thing? Also, I have an empty passport because I've never gotten a stamp. Because that's not really a thing anymore. It will be soon. Wait, it October. will be, yeah. Wait, it's October 31st. Um, You're going to pay because, a tenner for that stamp. Because I've only travelled within Europe. I know. Isn't that correct? Um, and it's so good to be able to do that for yeah, completely yeah, like, for free. Just, you know, without travel limit- to Europe as if I was travelling like, throughout the UK. Yeah, without limitations or reservations. Yep. It's really awesome, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that'd, that'd be amazing to keep, wouldn't it? Yeah, what a stupid thing. Well, how stupid do you have to be to want to get rid of that wholesale? <laughs> God. So. Um, so, yeah, I have only travelled within the EU and they stopped really doing stamps within the yeah, EU to, because people just go back and forth very conveniently. So yeah, it's my, almost like it's a good idea, isn't it? Although I've travelled to quite a few countries, I've got nothing in my passport. Oh, it's just empty. What a loser. Yeah. It's just desolate. I do and like, people are, I want a full, full trip like, passport and I'm like, I've gone to places, honestly. Like, oh man, I do remember there's a friend of mine who went like abroad and he was having he was having like, that moody point in his life. He was like, oh no. I don't he was becoming that douchebag. Who's like who became cynical about social media? He's like, I don't get why people come see beautiful places and take selfies. Why don't, <laughs> why don't they just look at it with their eyes and remember it? I'm like, okay, all right, mate. You see how what you'll feel yeah, like yeah. in three years' time when you're trying to remember it, and you're going through Facebook and you've got photos of a mountain, and it just looks <laughs> like like you know Windows XP screensaver, yeah. and you're not in it. And I think like but, a couple of years later, you did actually get, oh man, I wish I took them off photos when I went traveling. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you fucking idiot. Of course you do. If you've not been so much of like, you know, that much of a douche and admitted that, okay, yeah, I kind of do want a selfie in front of this. 
admittedly, I hate people on the other end of the spectrum. Oh, um, just, yeah. I have to take a picture whenever I leave the fucking house to prove that I've done something. We can talk about this because it's probably one of the funniest things that I've ever seen. And I'm going to talk about it because fuck it happened to my ex. And that was, <laughs> she was one of those, she was one of those people where she always took pictures, she was always on Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. Always taking photos. And we went ice skating. And if you know anything about ice skating, it's that. Do not carry anything on the ice. One, you're distracted. Two, if you drop it, it's a hazard to other people. Yeah. So for this reason, they say, please do not try and use your phone on the ice. And I was skating around, like with my girlfriend at the time. And she pulled out her phone and she tried to take a selfie. And I went, I don't want to take a selfie with you. And she construed that as, I do not want to be here with you, even though I suggested it and I paid for it. And also were here. Yes. Yeah. And she got really annoyed and said, oh, you embarrassed me, be a girlfriend. And he sat the whole thing. So I went, okay, I'm going to go get a drink and I'll come back out. And I'll come meet you like, after we both calm down. Yeah. And yeah. I remember I came back and I had my drink and I was watching her. And she was taking a selfie on the ice. And I saw her posing for the photo. And I just remember she was going about one mile an hour. And just the barrier was in the way. And she so slowly collided with the <laughs> barrier. But because she had her hands in front of her, like first her phone fell on the floor. Oh, no. And then she, like, her hands hit the barrier. And then she went to get it and then she hit her head. And then she just <laughs> crumpled. And I saw this. And obviously, I did what anyone would do. And I burst out laughing. Yeah. And she turned around and saw me doing it, stormed off the ice, and then went home. I didn't see her for a fucking, like, an entire day. Oh, God. And I but did... I'm not going to lie, I'd have laughed at my girlfriend, <laughs> too. It's like, I I post- I'd have laughed at you, so therefore I exactly, should laugh at my yeah. girlfriend. Like, Oh, but it's, I think that's the same girl I posted about on Twitter a while ago, where I said, I, didn't, I once didn't have, my girlfriend once didn't sleep with me for a week. Because I referred to her as the Starship, and no, the Starfish Enterprise. Because oh, she's no. kept starfishing in bed. Because <laughs> you just lie like that. So we were having a comp like the next day, like you know, with her flatmates. Um, she went, "Oh, did you sleep all right? I would have done. You felt like you know the Starfish Enterprise over here. And why'd you call that? Oh, she just starfishes in bed. And all her mates laughed at her, and she won't sleep with me for a week after that. She went, oh, you don't want to sleep in bed with me then? Oh, to take up too much room, do I? Said, it's a joke. It's yeah, joke. It's like, you know, it's cute. And so now. If you can't laugh at like each other like you would a friend, then it, it's yeah. just not worth it. Like you have to be able to take each other seriously when you need to. But at the same time. But at the same time have those moments where you just take the absolute fucking piss out of one. We other. have that other one as well. Like the one that I will mention now is um similarly she refused to like talk to me for a bit and then wouldn't have sex with me for like another week. How many times have girls refused to sleep <laughs> it's with you? The same girl, it's fine. Uh, because, again, in front of her housemates, I called her Vladimir. Why did you call her that? You know, because what she does in bed. So what do you mean what she does in bed? You know, she's always fine. She's Putin. Oh, <laughs> she's no, Vladimir God. Putin. <laughs> and she's like, I don't fart in bed. She does. She's a little Vladimir. <laughs> she got so... Oh, Carl. <laughs> do you know what, mate? Fucking worth it. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time I tell that story... People crease. It's like that's great. Oh, it was so good. It's like little Vladimir. Why she's always Putin? She's always Putin in bed. Oh God, Tommy Carl. It's so good in it. You're gonna use that one now, aren't you? No. Why? You want to use you like having sex with your girlfriend? <laughs> I'm not stupid enough, Carl, to fall for that one. Carl's like giving me tips. Like, yeah, it'll be great, mate. Try that one. No, just try. It. It's so funny. No, I think I'm alright. But is that is that? I not like a, talking to my girlfriend. Is that not a great joke though? It is. Though. It's pretty fucking strong, isn't it? 
but oh no, I remember that one. I can't remember. I think that's the only other thing I did that pissed her off. Like, that's a lie. You yeah, know it's it. That's a big fucking lie. It's the only one I'm going to say out loud because I'm I'm kind of feeling a bit attacked right now <laughs> by myself. By these I'm stories. like, yeah, I'm not attacking you. You're the one bringing all these fucking by these stories. stories that I've told. But yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly though, girls, I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm sweet and adorable when I want to be, but get used to being called Starfish Enterprise. That is the downside. That's so good. I was so proud of myself when I came up with that as well. It's fucking mm. worth. It's worth it because I now own that for life. You want, when you're in a room with Carl, prepared to have a joke made about you. Damn right. Oh god, that was, you've got me. That's strong. That's oh no, a, it that's is. A yeah. strong, starfish I, Enterprise. Like, honestly, though, like, I just can't. I can't imagine like having a relationship where you can't take the piss out of you. You can't joke about something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Like that would just be boring. Like honestly, always walking around on eggshells that you can't be yeah, like, yeah. jokey or friendly or just say something silly. Yeah. And that's what it was like. And, and like, obviously, next. I'd never step over the line of insulting, like, my girlfriend. But, obviously, like, if I joke about it, she knows it's a Yeah, that's joke. the thing. Like, saying, like, you're farting in bed. If I said, oh, it was fucking disgusting nowadays. It's like, no, that's a different thing to it. Oh, you like, you farted in bed. You little yeah, poop, like, you little like, oh, instead of going, like, oh, you're the starfish enterprise, going, like, you take up too much fucking space in bed. What yeah. the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. It's very clearly I'm not being malicious or annoyed about it. It's, it's funny and I'm joking with your friends. Yeah. Who I'm trying to, you know, make my friends. Well, that's the quickest way. I still remember, like, going to meet my girlfriend's family for the first time. Mm. And, like, the the first thing I noticed is it was, like, oh, her brothers are making fun of her. So what's the first thing you do to fit in and make them friends with you? Make, make fun of her? Damn right. Like, just... One joke was all it needed, and then they're all right, okay. Yeah, this guy, he knows. Yeah. He knows. He knows what we're all about. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, you just need that little tension breaker. And it's like, well, you know, with your girlfriend's friends, the mutual person you all know yeah. is your girlfriend. Starfish Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so proud of that one. I mean, it's the best. just keep it in the bank, Carl. I'm going to do it. It's so funny. That can be your like relationship tester. Yeah, if I say that, that and they get pissed a month, off. A month into the relationship, you call them Starfish Enterprise, and they get pissed off. Just leave it there. <laughs> just call it a day. It's done. It's clearly not going anywhere. If you can't, if you can't survive, and then that girlfriend will be on a podcast, or that ex girlfriend <laughs> can be on a different podcast one day, going talking. You know about what some exes. dickhead ex boyfriend did to me? Yeah, what he called me. He called me a starfish fucking enterprise, and then broke up with me the next day. Oh gosh. You made fun of me for taking up all the bed and then left. <laughs> uh, it reminds me like we're not about girlfriend's book, but we can end it with this of like Joe like revenge stories. Like these are the things that I've not done, but I think a lot about it in terms of what would be the funniest thing to have happened to, or to notice someone doing fact. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, for, for example, the one that I always say, do we say, oh, how do I get back at someone? Mm. The one that I always say is poo in some cling film and use a, um, a rolling pin to roll it flat and slide it under the door. Oh, no. I say that every time because if that happened to you and you just woke up on my just a perfectly flat poo under your door, what would you do? So in that vein, is there any like stupid, like over the top, like, um, ultimately very petty thing you've like heard about or heard someone doing or you've had the idea of doing it to someone who annoys you because I have always thought oh man if I ever got pissed off enough at someone I See, pop, I might try doing that like, you've really caught me off guard because now I'm trying to think of something that rivals rolling a fucking poo under somebody's door well it's, it's inspired by one that I heard that again it's probably one of those things that people talk about but have never actually done 
which is you pee in a baking tray and freeze it so you have a perfectly flat piece of ice that's made of piss and post it through the letterbox. And then it'll melt, obviously. Yeah, it yeah, melts on the yeah. floor. Why is all of yours just excrement-based? Because that's the thing that people... Why is it just making flat excrement to put through the door? Well, one... Well, the re- oh, you know what's really fun? If you do the same with vomit. like. Well, one that actually happened to me for real is um, when I lived in student accommodation, they had all the yellow pages downstairs, you know, like the stack of like 500 yellow pages. Oh, yeah, yeah. And one night when uh, my mate got pissed, he came up to our room, or our flat, and got like three yellow pages and peeled off a page and slid it under the door and peeled off another page and slid it under the door and so on and so on and so yeah, on until we done with four entire like yellow pages and we woke up to a pile of yellow paper up to the top of the door because <laughs> obviously that's how you just get everything yeah. put on it and we, what we did is went this is so good let's do this and then we got a group of like four of us outside another person's flat oh, all okay. doing it with like one each <laughs> and I remember because we got caught doing it by the security guard oh, who sees on the camera who then opened the door and went okay now pick all this up <laughs> it's like 500 sheets of yellow page like up to the fucking roof oh, no. it's like oh man oh, I think another one we did is uh, we had a housemate who wouldn't clean the microwave so what we did is we got a sofa and put it in front of his bedroom door basically completely blocked his bedroom door up but there was still like just enough room to see out of it and oh, put okay. the, the microwave on it, opened up the door, and put a paste paper saying, Clean me. And I remember, oh, it won't, we remember we all stayed up till like five in the morning because we knew we'd get up for uni really early. Yeah, yeah. And to get started getting ready. And we only come out to go get his breakfast and he just opened the door and went, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we heard him grab the microwave and just put it in his bedroom and shut the door. It's like, oh no, we need the microwave. I had it once where like a similar thing happened to me, but. So I just came back one week after like being away. Yes. I think I like came back home or whatever from uni, and I left everything like in my cupboard, all clean, all sorted, all organised. Came back and it was just a pile of my dirty dishes and pans with a note on top going clean all this shit. And I was like, I haven't been here. You've all just used my shit and gone. Oh, that's Lucas's. He can deal with that problem. Oh, that's good. And it's just built up because I haven't been there to sort it oh, out. Oh, strong. I remember that one. And then um, another time when I came home from a night out and every item of my room was turned upside down. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was flipping on my flatmates. They were going, yesterday night, you said it, you, you feel like your world's upside down. I was like, no, I didn't. No, I fucking didn't. And this this was a big argument for like hours on end because I was like, get in my fucking room and sort that shit out. Because yeah. that took four of them like three hours to do. <laughs> and I was livid. And then the other guy that we lived it with came in and was like laughing. And he was like, oh, that's funny because yesterday I said my world feels like it's upside down. And they went, oh, that was him. <laughs> oh, yeah. So just immediately all just walked into my room to help me turn it the right way fucking round again. Oh, I remember like, we had a, a housemate and he went like a full, full like month shopping. So I went into his cupboard and took the labels off every single <laughs> of his shopping. Like every single can of food I took the label <laughs> off it and then wrote on it in permo marker, just random shit. So I like, baked bonds for like baked beans, shit like that, or like custard on his soup. And then just mixed it all up and left it and he came out, what the fuck is this? Oh, mate, it's all right, isn't it? So for like a month, it's get opening random I, I was going to say, I'd have just embraced that and gone, 
What's for lunch today? Open tin number one. That's it. That's what I'm having. It does, doesn't matter whether you open like a tin of spaghetti or whether you just open like pineapple slices. Like that's what you fucking get for that meal. Oh, it was so good. I remember that because he got really pissed off about it but he never found out it was me even though I'm the only one in the flat who had that much time. I was the only <laughs> one who was injured in the day. I love how that was the reason that, that, you're, that you're the one guilty. It's not I was the one in at the time. It's I'm, like, no, so I'm the one immature enough to do it. No, I was the one who had free time. Yeah. Also, I was drunk when I did it. It was really funny. No. So I did it to one of his cans by accident. It would be really funny if I did it to all of them. I went, yeah, let's do it to every single one. So just every single like piece of like food and stuff like that. And then as well, like, I distinctly recall that like, I went to all the stuff that was in like packets and just scribbled out what it was with a permanent <laughs> marker. You could still tell what it was, yeah. but I scribbled out the name so you couldn't read it or what flavour it was. Just open up like a pack of Starburst and just colour each one in black. <laughs> colour every single one. Then put them back in. It's like the most mild inconvenience ever, but it's still just pissed off. I love stuff like that because it's the extra effort it takes. It's like um, when you drain everyone's eggs. Have you seen that one where you hard boil all their eggs and then like you split them open and put them back together so they go (laughs) go get their eggs and they're all empty? Like when, when I was like, drain their eggs, I was like, what are you doing to these eggs? Oh, but yeah, that oh, makes more sense. Or the other one is you open up their cereal bag, turn it upside down in the box and open up the other end. Oh, and roll it no. up. So when they pour their cereal out, the entire bag falls oh, out. No. <laughs> that was fucking brutal. That is, because that's just like your entire box of cereal just gone. It's <laughs> just gone straight away. Oh, man. Or you take like all the, uh, you get the cornflakes and you mix them up with everything else. Like mix all the cereals into one bag. And then oh, that mi- sounds quite nice. No, but then put them all in every single box. Oh, okay. So they're basically, they try and get like the cornflakes in the morning. So I was like going to say, if I've got like three different nice cereals, like I've got like some shreddies, some cornflakes and some Cocoa Pops left. Sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, if I've got like those three left and just go, I've got like a third of each one, I'll just fill it all up, mix it together, see what happens, make a nice little like Mix and match. I do remember the other day as well. I went through like um, uh, housemates' tea bags and put a little rip in every single one. What? So, you're an asshole. So every, you're a fucking asshole. So every time I got a cup of tea, you had all the tea on the bottom. I'm glad I never got to live with you. That's what you did though, because we were all assholes to each other. And it was just really funny because they never found out it was me. Oh. It was like the ones where you get all the soap and you just every time you go in the shower and get there, so. <laughs> run out of soap quicker. Oh, God. I was such a dick. Yeah, you really were. Yeah. <laughs> I used to tell my girlfriends as well, that same ex I was talking about, like, I go to wear makeup and I'd always put like, just one fingerprint on each of them. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. Just like one single fingerprint on each one. Oh, ladies, Carl's number will be in the description. <laughs> <laughs> Call me up. I'll treat you right. So oh, Jesus Christ. Do you know when it's something so silly, it's like an inconvenience, but I always giggle to myself like they'll never know it was me. <laughs> no, there's an inconvenience and then there's ripping every single tea bag in the fucking pot. <laughs> it's, it's that thing of it's so annoying, but it's so much effort you do, you wouldn't think someone did it to you. And I always giggle like every morning when it Don't got worry, to- Carl. I'll just like go go to yours and pierce every single condom. It's like and just be like, oh, it's a mild inconvenience. Just, it's funny. Just every morning when he got a cup of tea, for fuck's sake, he just made me giggle because he never knew. He never found out that I did it. it I'd have just been in the tea bag. <laughs> we obviously don't respect it. So every new tea bag. <laughs> so, oh man! I remember the next one I did it to. I did it to every other tea bag. Worst thing is, I've got like a bag of tea bags that's six hundred and eighty tea bags at home. <laughs> That's why it'd be funny. Never come and visit me. Every single one. 
Don't come and visit me, Carl. Oh, it's just the effort. I'll just, like, wake up in the middle of the night and you'll just be there ripping tea bags. <laughs> it's that thing as well. Once you've done, like, ten, you've committed at that yeah. point. So you do every single yeah. one. Because you don't want to just do ten, because that's it. That's but you've got to commit and do every single one or every other one. Oh, God. Yeah. You're the worst. I am. You've got to admit, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. It was funny until the tea bags, and then I then it was personal, Carl. <laughs> That's too far. <laughs> that, well, this is a British podcast. That is too far. Oh, it's too far. Oh, dear, dear, yeah, dear God. I'm sorry. That you was, just insulted the nation. That was a good one, though. <laughs> because I remember every time you got a cup of tea, you complained. Like, tea bags are fucking shit. I'm going to write a letter of complaint. Wait, you should. I compl- <laughs> I'd complain for my tea bags like that. You want one of mine? Oh, it definitely wasn't Yorkshire tea then. Oh, God, that's so good. No complaints about that. Oh, my God. I just Now I'm thinking about it. I'm just giggling. For fuck's sake. It's <laughs> <laughs> like writing knobhead on the butter. Oh, God, why? You get like, you know, like a stick, like a chopstick. Yeah. And you got the button for a dick on it or something like that. That was a button. Oh, dear. <laughs> When they go out for like a date, Johnny's on the bed. Oh no! Do you ever do that one? No. Do you never do it? Well, you must have done something when you were pissing off. Oh mate. no! Um, like mates were on a date or something like that. One time we did go into uh, our like student flatmates one and just like pull out our two dildos and leave them on the bed when they got back. <laughs> just individually, just like yeah. wrapped, just wrapped. There's a little bow on it. It's just present for you. <laughs> So good. Yeah, it's like a day when uh, I think he was on a date or something like that. So we just all evening we're just spamming him with messages, just of like slogans for condoms, like don't be silly, wrap your willy, don't be daft, <laughs> don't be daft, cover your shaft, and all that shit. And he was getting so fucking pissed off. I think I would, Carl. Yeah. I think we've learned a lesson from Today. today's podcast. It's that I yeah. just greatly enjoy annoying people. I don't think annoying is the right word to use anymore. Oh, it's because it's, it's because. It's that little moment of like when they go, oh, you fucking asshole. But then they're that little smile, I'll get you back. Yeah. And I love that, that moment of, I'm going to get you back. Yeah. Like, I hope you do. Because then it's like, you know, we've got something going on. But then you get an escalation of people putting your watermelons inside the toilets and it just goes too far. <laughs> it's like, what a watermelon in your toilet. Somebody put another one of our flatmates' watermelons in the toilet. Oh. But then that led to them pissing in the spaghetti. So, you know. Oh, okay. I never done it like just that. it escalates. I do remember though, it was uh, put vinegar in their toilet, and then put bicarb of soda in their tank. Oh yeah, yeah. And so they, then when they no, flush no, it but it. they took a they saw it and went, oh, it's someone's pissed in my toilet. But I'll take a poo first, <laughs> and they took a poo and then pushed the flush, and then the poo floated out <laughs> on the, the foam, lifted the poo out of the sink. And like, oh no! And the poo just flew across the like jokes the bathroom floor, so yeah, slipping, yeah. just slid out into the hallway. <laughs> Oh no! Just carried on this layer of foam, and we were just like, "Oh no, it's a poo, it's a poo!" Just it flies. Uh, so you know what? What better place to end it than a giant sliding poo just <laughs> rising from the toilet at high speed? So yeah, I hope everyone's enjoyed listening to this podcast. And no, my recount of my trips to Japan and the things I do that, <laughs> and the reason that I'm single. Yeah. <laughs> the reason Cal doesn't have a girlfriend. Like you know what? Podcast one of twenty five. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, is there anything you'd like to uh, plug for the people at home before we uh, close it off? I'm not sure I want to associate anything with the end of this video. Oh, dear God. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got 
uh, a YouTube channel, Legend of Kanto, where you can find more of mine and Carl's antics. And basically watch us play Zelda and talk a bunch of shit like this. Oh yeah, not specifically though this kind of stuff. No, not about poos rising out of the toilet. We don't want to get demonetised, but yeah, thank you very much for listening and I hope everyone has a lovely day. Bye.